This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Everybody and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Jets Radio. This is one of your hosts, Tyson Roush, and we have a jam-packed show for you tonight. And we're going to be breaking down the New York Jets, Jacksonville Jaguars, MetLife Stadium, Ring of Honor Day for Kevin Mawai. So there's plenty to cover. So let me introduce the man, the people, Long Beach Show. What's up, man? Yo, what's going on, Ty? I, I'm so excited, man. Cannot wait to get into tonight's show. Can't wait to uh, break tonight, you know, break it all down, you know, what we got coming up against the Jaguars. And, again, for everybody listening out there, I will be at the Jags game. Come over to the tailgate when I'm there. I'm going to announce it on my Twitter. I'm going to let you guys know. Come over and talk to me, man, for everybody that sees me, man. Everybody, come over and talk to me. I want to talk about Jets football with you guys. I want to get in tune with whatever you guys got going on there. So, again, come and talk to me. I will be at the Jags game. But listen, without further ado, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote our Facebook page. Everyone, go on Facebook. Search, search Let's Talk Jets Radio, okay? Listen to our content. It's up there as well. Go ahead and message us. We'll message you right back. We love going back and forth with people about this football team. Also, leave us some feedback, man. We love hearing about what you folks think we do here on Let's Talk Jets. So without further ado, Ty, let's go ahead and get into the show. I am fired up. Yeah, I am too, man. This, and this is a big game. I mean, the Jets are 1-2, and two, the Jaguars are 2-1, and the Jets win this game makes things a little bit more interesting than being 1-3. and three. So, I guess, so the first thing we'll do is, you know, make sure we congratulate Kevin Mawai. This is an, an honor, a well-deserved honor. I think he belongs to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So, you know, it's Legends Day at the stadium, so you're going to see, you know, Curtis Martin and Joe Namath, all these guys, but definitely a, a well-deserved honor for Kevin Mawai. Absolutely. One of the best, uh, you know, offensive linemen to ever play for the Jets, ever play for our franchise, let alone play in the NFL. So it's a huge honor for him. 
Um, and I want to congratulate him as well, man. I mean, that guy was a monster uh, when he played. Absolute beast. You know, he was out there throwing around a lot of guys that were extremely talented and just, you know, absolutely leading the way for the Jets. So congratulations again to Hawaii. Yeah, and then I guess we'll just transition over and we'll just start with the injury report. And this week there's some pretty big injuries for the Jets. Um, we'll start out with the one I think is not the most most glaring, and it, it's Matt Forte being out. I mean, the last couple of weeks, you and I have both been saying to play Elijah McGuire more, let Bilal Powell start, make Matt Forte the third guy. Now he's out. Yeah. They, they signed um, the guy from New Orleans, Cadet. But, you know, this, this is, to me is not that big of a deal, Joe. I think Powell-McGuire getting more reps is a good thing. So, for me, this injury is not a huge ordeal for the Jets. Yeah, to me, it's not, it's not that huge of an ordeal either. Um, like you said, we've been talking about getting the two younger guys in Powell and McGuire – you know, more snaps, getting more of them out there. Um, so I, I think they'll fill in nicely for that. I mean, this almost kind of might be a blessing in disguise because we want to see Powell finally be that lead back, finally get the start, finally be the guy that's out there getting all most of, most of all the plays called for him, um, you know, j- just because of the, the type of dynamic that he adds to the offense, the speed that he adds to the offense. So, you know, it, it kind of is what it is, but I'm looking forward to seeing Powell and McGuire just be used in that tandem back role and see, you know, what they can get out of this, this offensive performance that we're going to have to have against the Jags coming up. Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. But then when you go to, to me, what I think is a significant injury, it's Brandon Shell's probably going to be out. Mm-hmm. He's doubtful, but if you read the, you read the tea leaves, it's pr- I think it's pretty safe to say that he will be out. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on that, man? He seems like he played pretty well last week. I mean, he gave the sack late where everybody kind of criticized him for it, but then you're going to go to either Ajalon or, or Brent Qualley. Is that a big drop-off oh. in your opinion? Yeah, to me it is. Um, you know, Shell was kind of just getting the footing under him. Like you said, he had a solid week last week. Now we're going on to Qualley or we're going on to Ajalana, two guys that, you know, Ajalana especially has been very shaky. Um, you know, Qualley, you know, like they're backups, and they're backups for a reason. Um, when you look at the Jags' front, though, and I know we're going to get into their defense, this is a, this is a very good front. Um, they also have backers that rest the passer extremely well. You know, they can do a lot of the same things that we've talked about other teams doing against us as well. Uh, they, they got guys that can get around that edge and get to you. And so, you know, not having Shell there, not having guys that, you know, have started and looked decently and going to guys that have kind of been on shaky ground to be out there at right tackle – that definitely is going to have to be an adjustment that's going to have to be made with our offensive play calling, which is going to fall on Morton. It's also going to probably have to be an adjustment, you know, with some of the other guys on the line and the way they play as well, you know, because there's probably going to be some help uh, have to be added to that, to that right side. So they're probably going to do some things, but I mean, it, it's going to get sticky, man. I'm just hoping that we hold up there. Yeah. And we'll just keep going through the injury report and then we'll go offense and defense and like we said last week, this is becoming a lost season for Jordan Leggett. A completely lost yeah. season. Dude, I mean, this is week four. He's out again. I mean, he missed a good portion of training camp. I mean, dude, at this point, I mean, I don't know what to even expect from him at this point. I mean, do you? I mean, this, this is just getting ridiculous where it's like, you know, we're, we're thankful that we got Will Ty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the one thing I said when I, when I saw that report come out that he wasn't – going to be playing you know I, I am thankful that we got will tie you know it, it really does suck um because this was supposed to be another weapon added to the offense where we can come out in those those big those tight end sets and absolutely wreak havoc and with him not being out there especially in the red zone because i think that Leggett definitely would have been a threat in the red zone 
I mean, you look at the situation now, thank goodness we got ASJ back. Thank goodness he's back. I, I think he's going to have to have, you know, a, a big role in the game coming up as well. But, I mean, we're just going to have to roll with what we got. I mean, this kid, you know, it's, uh, th- this is week four. It's looking like, hey, you know, when is he going to play? When is he going to go out there and perform? How, how far behind is he going to be, you know, on the curve with the offense as well? Is he going to be able to work out the timing? That's something we got to figure out in the future. But I, I think with ASJ – who's definitely shown, you know, that he could be a target out there as well, I think we'll be all right. But we'd, we'd love to see Leggett out there, especially being a draft pick we just got. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of the year where you thought he'd see significant opportunities to try, you know, develop mm-hmm. himself and get ready for next year. Like, kind of just, you know, learn the NFL, the speed of the game, the learning curve of the offense, all these things, and it's he's learning none of it. So, like I said, to me, yeah. this is going to be a lost season for him. By the time he gets back on the practice field, then in game shape, he could be it could be week 12. You know, it could be a while. So, um, you yeah. know, a big injury, in my opinion, this is, this injury kind of caught me by surprise, is Josh Martin is doubtful. And Josh Martin's yeah. been playing very well. He, you know, with Lorenzo Malden out, Martin stepped right up, and he's been playing. He's been flying around, generating pressure, all that. He's now doubtful, which means he's probably not playing. I guess you're going to see, what, David Bass, maybe Dylan Donahue pick up the slack. But that's a pretty big, that's a pretty big loss right there, man. That is a big loss because this is one of the guys that has shown us that, you know, he's one of the closest things we have to an actual pass rusher. He's the guy getting a lot of the pressures. Uh, he was super impressive during preseason and, and was able to come out of that and, you know, get the starting roles there. Let me tell you something. This could be really, really big, especially, you know, with us. Again, we're going to talk about going and, you know, talk about their offense and how we should attack their offense during the show. But we've got to get pre- pressure on Blake Bortles. We've got to. Um, this is a guy that when you send guys, you put guys in his face, he tends to make mistakes. <laughs> you pressure him and force him into a quick decision, he will make mistakes. He will turn the football over. So we've got to find guys, you know, on this roster that can do that. And like you said, Bass, I think, is going to be one of those guys. Maybe we'll see Carter out there fill in uh, for that position as well. So we'll see how they deal with that. But this is a this is a big loss for us if he doesn't end up playing. Yeah, and they probably could put Coney Ely out there too. I guess they want to take that and use him. Uh, I would I would think maybe. I don't know. I mean, I'm trying yeah. to be creative because – you need a guy that could be able to stop the run. I mean, you know, it's going to be interesting, man. Yep. Yeah, I, you know, with Coney, I, I'd like to see Coney stay on the line because I think that he's one of the guys that can get some pressure from our line. Uh, but I can see him being moved out there, you know, because they like to do different things and different sets, uh, move our defensive end sometimes, the backer. But, man, it, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how the calls are changed because – uh, of Josh Martin's absence out there. So we'll see how they handle it, especially against the run, because Fournette is a monster. Yeah, and what we can do is we can just go to the you know the Jacksonville offense versus the Jets defense. And, yep. you know, it's funny, like, everybody thinks, oh, Jacksonville Jaguars, no big deal, pencil in a win. And then you take a little time to look at what they've been doing. They're, they're going to be well coached. They're going to be in shape. They're going to be physical. That's, that's a given at this point, because Doug Marone and Tom, Tom Coughlin will, will tolerate nothing less. You're going to get Max Effort on both sides of the football, which is evidenced by last week's ass-kicking of the Ravens. So, Joe, you look at their offense, and the first thing that sticks out to you is their running game. And you mentioned Fournette. Yeah. you got Chris Ivory. They have some backs that if you try to arm tackle and try to do something stupid, you'll be, you'll be on the highlight reel. They will run you right over. They will expose you. And then that running game gets started. Then you open up the passing game, which we can go into next. But, dude, a, a huge key to this game is to slow down Fournette and, and Chris Ivory. Yeah, that we absolutely have to do that. We have to do some of this. I looked at it, and I said, hey, we have to do the same thing that we did against Miami. You have to take 
for that out of this football game. The same way we took a jockey out the last one. We limited him. You know, he didn't get many yards. There were guys in his face and a handoff. You know, he was getting hit in the backfield. We've got to do the same thing against Fournette. This kid is a monster, dude. He is an absolute beast. He is out there running like a man amongst boys. And like you said, a lot of the things they do offensively are predicated off the run. So once he gets going, it's going to be – it's all going to go downhill because everything else is going to start to open up. Chris Ivory, like you said, is a back that's right behind him. This is a guy that we've seen run for us. These are, this is a powerful runner, a violent runner, a guy that's going to come in as a spell back, and whatever Fournette hasn't cleaned up, he will clean up. But I also think people sleep on T.J. Yeldon, too. This is a back that come out the backfield and catches the football, shifty. You know, he, he's, he's pretty quick on his feet as well. He can get going. There's a lot of things that they do off that run game, but we have to shut it down because once you shut that down, you put the ball directly into the hands of the most, one of the most volatile quarterbacks in all of football, Mr. Blake Bortles. And you, you'll, you'll be asking him, hey, you know, beat us. And, and if you do that, man, I'm telling you, Blake is going to give you some chances during this game to absolutely blow their doors off. So we've got to shut down this running game. No, I agree with you. I mean, that's going to be the, probably the biggest key of the game and to stop the running game and put pl- pressure on Bortles, who does make big mistakes. He's played well so far, and I'll give him credit for that. And what he's done is he's done an excellent job spreading the ball around, Joe. And, you know, mm-hmm. the, one, of, one of their targets is one of our weaknesses. You know, Mercedes Lewis, a tight end that's got size. Yeah. He's got three touchdowns already. You know, like if, if yeah. our linebackers take a playoff, he's going to be there. Then you have Alan Hearns, Marquise Lee. That's your boy out there from USC. They got some playmakers right. on offense that if we can't stop – like you can't stop the run. The play-action pass will be there all day long. And like I said, Bortles, while he is erratic and kind of crazy, he spreads the ball around. If these guys are in space, they can score. Yeah. Bortles is very up and down. This is a guy that can be absolutely garbage one day and then the next day be decent. And I think with the offensive weapon that he has surrounding him, his decent performance, if he can get the ball in the hands of these guys, like you said, like Marquise Lee, Alan Hearns, dude, they can do the rest. You know, Alan Robinson is actually out with a knee injury as well. He's going to be done for the season. But, man, the offense I think would be – way more explosive with him added to that as well. Um, when you look at this situation, like you said, the, the big tight end man, Mercedes Lewis, actually went to school with this guy at Poly. We all knew he was going to the NFL. That guy was a beast in high school. He's still very beastly in the NFL as well. I'm looking to see the matchups with our linebackers. Now, we've talked about this dang near all season so far. Hey, you know, Lee, Demario Davis, they had a solid game last game, but where's the consistency? Because up before that, we were all saying, hey, we should probably bench Lee if he has another bad game. And where is DeMario Davis? Well, I think some of these plays, they're going to match up with them. You know, how is Bowles going to call that? Is he going to allow Lee to cover Lewis? Is he going to allow Davis to cover Lewis? Is he going to go back again with these three safeties where he's got Adams on Lewis? Whoever covers Mercedes Lewis, they have to keep the ball out of this guy's hands. They have to stick to him like glue because he's a guy that after the catch, it's absolutely ferocious, man. He's a big target, and once he gets the football, he just sheds safeties and corners like nobody's business, and he gets moving. And it's, he's an absolute weapon in the red zone, too, because he's such a big target as well. Marquise Lee, you know you know how I go. He's from USC, but he's on the other side <laughs> of the ball right now, okay? I'm not feeling him. You know what I mean? I'm not feeling you. Even if you went to school I love, if you, know, you play for the other team, I'm not feeling you right now. But he's a guy that's shifty as well. You know, a, a, a quick receiver that, again, once you get the ball in this guy's hands, plays. Alan Hearns, man, 
this guy has been doing it and doing it well for years. Um, this guy's been out there. Again, he's been paired with Robinson. He's that number two receiver. Now uh, he's the number one. He's going to get a lot of targets as well, and he's a very good route runner. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So we have to find ways to get these guys covered. Ben is a good wide receiver as well. Really, Ben they have out there. He's a shifty and quick guy as well. They have so many targets out there that once you get the ball in these guys' hands, they can explode on you. But we have to wrap up. We have to make tackles. You can't miss tackles like we've done in the past where we had a lot of games where guys just falling all over ourselves. You do that against any one of these guys, and they will house you every single time. No, I agree. I mean, this is the kind of game where – you know, obviously every game, the line of scrimmage is important, the battles in the trenches and all that mm-hmm. stuff, but you've got to stifle the running game, and you've got to get Blake Bortles unsettled. You've got to get him the yep. happy feet. You've got to get him erratic. You've got to get his head down. You can't let him get comfortable. And that's the one thing where them being well-coached makes this game interesting, where it's like there's going to be some good X's and O's going on. This is not your same old – this isn't your mom's Jaguars. This is, this is a new school Jaguars <laughs> team that's going to – it is, dude. They're going to be well-coached. That's, you know, it's just a fact. And, you know, the Jets are coming off a game where they coach well themselves, but now it's like there, there's, there's going to be a, a taskmaster here, and it's going to be, all right, yeah. you know, stop the run, you know, get after Bortles. The injury to Martin's a concern, but the Jets got to find a way. And I think they're going to try to implement the same game plan, like you said, where it, it, this is where I think having Terrence Brooks helps a little bit. That three safety look can help them. They can change things up, fly around, generate pressure that way, send buster screen, yeah. try those different things. But, man, it, it's – it's an interesting matchup, and, and like you said, my, my honest concern is that Mario Davis is coming off a phenomenal game last week. You need the same effort this week. There can't be no letdown for him or Darren Lee because if you arm tackle or give up the middle of the field, right, like right up the middle, dude, it'll be a long day. They will, they will hold the ball for 38 minutes this game. You, you, gotta, yeah. you cannot give up the middle of the field. You cannot get worn down. You can't let them wear you down with long drives. Well, on third down, get off the field. You have to, Joe. Or this, I'll tell you, this, this is a team that will they'll put numbers on you. Yeah, they absolutely will. And I, and I think one of the key matchups, and you brought it up, uh, is the matchup with screen. I, I think we'll see Lee. We all, I often see him in the slot, uh, at least Lee and Ben, sometimes move around in the slot within that offense. If screen is in that slot, he needs to cover, and he needs to play well. This is another guy who had a great game. I mean, it, like I said, it was like a light switch just switched on, and everybody just started playing well against the Dolphins, but we need to see consistency in this team. So is Buster Screen back? Is this the guy that we first brought in when he was playing solidly out there in the slot and we could depend on him in the slot to shut guys down? Because if he is, then that's the thing that we need to see in this football game because if he doesn't and doesn't play well and goes back to the Buster Screen in the first two weeks uh, that we were playing football here in the NFL – 
it's going to be a long day because, again, Marquise Lee and Ben, they do not play any games out there. And once they get open and they catch footballs, it is going to be heck to bring them down, man. So you, you've got to find ways to make sure that these guys are consistently covered. There should be no blown coverages, no missed assignments, no mistakes, because this football team with this offense, the second you start going back into that old mode in the first two weeks, that is a quick six for you. They'll put TDs up on you left and right, and you'll be out of there. Yeah, I mean, the biggest concern is just don't don't let Fournette wear you down. Don't let him grind you down and yep. pound you, pound you. In the third and fourth quarter, you're just so tired that they, they, that's where the big plays break open. Like I said, then the play action yeah. pass, everything else. And, and then, Joe, I think this is the, the bigger concern in my point. You look at the Jacksonville defense, and yeah. they, their strength is undisputably the Jets' weakness, and it's they have three pass rushers that can get after it. They have two corners that can shut things down. Matchup problems, Joe, and and this isn't being anti-Jets. This is just being what you see. The talent they have on defense is impressive. It it, it really is. You look at just start with just start with. I'll start. We'll start with the back end first. They have two corners that can shut down Curly and Curse. These guys, Jalen Ramsey and Bouye. I don't even say his last name. Bouye, whatever his last name is. So these two corners can take away our two receivers and not even worry about it. So that that to me is already like all right. Your two, your two receivers are going to be stifled a little bit. That means you got to hope that either, say they shut down Robbie Anderson and Curse, that Curley and our Darius Stewart have got to make plays over the middle field. And then you take another step further is you mentioned Safarian Jenkins earlier in the show, another guy, dude. you got to take advantage of plays over the middle because I think the outside receivers are going to struggle. Yeah, I mean, dude, they got guys. It's crazy. Like you said, this defense is just loaded with talent. I mean, they can send guys that you pass rushes you in waves. I mean, just all night long, like Lionel Richie said, all night long. I mean, they got so many guys up front that can get after you. But let's let's just talk about this cornerback spot. Jalen Ramsey, who I think – honestly, is playing some of the best cornerback in the league. I think this kid is special. I think that he's gotten better and matured every single year. He is a guy that can take away curse easily. And over on the other side, A.J. Aboye, they went and bought him last year, man. I was, we were talking about him on the show. I, I was very interested in bringing him to the Jets when we had the cap money, uh, but they went and got him and brought him in. This is another corner on the other side that can shut down our number two. So when you look at that situation, whether it be Curly on one side and Curse on the other, we have to get production from our slot. And with Pete going on the IR, uh, now that opens the door for Hanson and Stewart to be used. These guys, yeah. All right. <laughs> Look, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to see Peak on the IR, but it is what it is. Now you look at the situation where, hey, you know, Stewart and Hanson, these guys have to be used. They have to get snaps out there, and they have to produce. That's going to be a matchup that I think is going to be extremely important here. That slot receiver, that, that third receiver, if we go four receivers as well, that third and fourth receiver has to win their matchups because the corners on the outside are so tough. Um, you know, ASJ, and I spoke about this a little bit earlier in the show, this is a guy that is going to have to have a big game for us, I believe, because he's going to be the guy that's going to have to be the biggest target out there for us because I think he has matchups that he can win. Um, you know, so with him being out there, he should definitely get a, a whole lot of lion's share of the balls that are going around because this defense is so tough elsewhere. Man, it, it's going to be hard. It's going to be absolutely hard for us to get anything going offensively. Yeah, I agree. And like just mentioned a second there, I think it's got, like you said, the slot, the tight end, feature those guys, yeah. pick, you know, a running back out of the backfield needs, blah, pow, however you want to do it, to slow down this pass rush. And this pass rush, including Brandon Shell not playing, 
has to be a concern. Because yep. it's not just one guy. There's three guys. I mean, they can bring some yeah. legitimate heat. And, you know, our you know our offensive line played well last week. I'll, I'll give them credit for that, but they're going to get tested. This is probably their biggest test, I think, at this point. Because, you know, the Dolphins, you know, they uh, they kind of not, not mailed it in, but they didn't give a max effort. I think you're going to get a max effort mm-hmm. this week from the Jaguars, especially the Jets won last week. You know what I'm saying? Like, the yeah. Jets put a loss last week. Like, oh, all right, you know, they kind of – now we, we have their attention. Jets had a big win. They had a big win. Now it's like, all right, we want to flex our muscles and show what we have. And they're going to come after it. And this is where, where you see more Lawrence Thomas in the backfield, where you see, you know, how did the Jets slow down this pass rush, Joe? And, and that's the question. And especially with, like you said, with Shell going down, uh, that, that presents another question mark on our offensive line because now we've got to figure out is Ijelana or Quali, you know, which one of these guys is going to be a step up and can they fill in? Because this Jaguars defense up front is, is something stout, man. I mean, you got Malik Jackson, you got Jones, you got Campbell out there. Plus, Leslie is a solid backer as well. Uh, Jack, this, this kid is young. He gets around the edge. He's a quick one, too. They've got so many guys they can keep sending at you. They got a guy, another defensive tackle named Day, who I think is very solid as well. He actually, you know, comes in behind. He's in the rotation behind Malik Jackson, too. This kid is good, too. So they got so many guys that they can attack you with. We have to get these guys blocking, you know, with us. I have a fullback. You're going to have to have, you know, Thomas, or maybe you have to bring in another offensive lineman again, which, you know, sometimes when you do that, you almost kind of hold up a sign saying that you're running because if you're not running, you're kind of taking away a pass-catching threat uh, from that from that situation. So, uh, man, it, it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough. But I'm just hoping that they can get the, get guys blocked so that they aren't in McCown's face. Uh, I don't want to see McCown turn the ball over either or get, get antsy, get happy feet too, uh, like we talked about Bortles having, you know, or get beat so so bad or get beat around so bad that, you know, he's just get hit with strip sacks and different stuff like that. Um, so this is going to be all on Morton. We're going to have to see what Morton comes up with to keep these guys off the back of McCown. You know, I, I'm, I'm looking to see ASJ probably be involved in a lot of chip blocking two situations where he chips and goes out for a route. I think we'll see a lot of that because, man, these guys are going to bring the heat, especially the defensive end they got named Campbell. That guy's serious business, too. They yep. have so many guys, Blaise man. Campbell. So yep. many guys. Yeah, they got, they got so many guys, man, that just get after it. So we just – I don't know. We've got to find a way to get these guys blocked, but it's going to be tough. Yeah, I mean, Dante Fowler is another guy, and they have explosive guys. They, they create a lot of fumbles, oh, force fumbles. I mean, they do it all. I mean, like I said, Clayus Campbell, mm-hmm. Dante Fowler, you, you know, they, they, Malik Jackson. I mean, that guy. It's like it's funny because, like, you don't really watch too much Jaguars football until you actually try to do a game preview. You're like, all right, let me go look at some of their stats and look at their roster and look at some of the highlights. And you're like, dude, they, they got – yeah, Miles Jack. I mean, they got some players, man. I'm just like, wait a minute. This isn't – this is this game is this is no like all right Jets are going two and two there's no guarantees this one I mean if the Jets win this yeah. if they win this one they got to bring a lunch pail man this this is a game where you got to bring your big boy pants because they're gonna, they're going to give you some good smacks in the mouth and you got to be able to respond to it yeah absolutely you do and and we were just talking about just passing the ball what about running the football because we got to keep these guys yeah. off balance I mean let's keep it real here look we're not the Saints all right we're not going to come out and spread your five wide and, all these rears that that's not what we're able to do here uh you know we we still have to work off the run our our damn selves so i'm wondering hey you know can we get malik jackson moved 
because this is a guy that is like an unstoppable force there defensive tackle. He shuts down everybody's running game. So we're going to have to find ways to also blow these guys off the ball as well so that we can get some space to move the speedy Bilal Powell and McGuire around and, and get them little holes so that they can get out and move with the speed that they have. It's, it's going to be interesting, man, because the, the running game, especially us you know, manufacturing just some type of consistency there to keep them off balance, is going to be a huge part of the offensive game plan as well. Because if not, like you said, those pass rushers, pin ears back, and we're coming for you, McCown. Yeah, no doubt. So what we'll do is we'll go to a couple callers. We cover the offense, defense. We'll, we'll cover a little special teams next. But we're going to go to Mr. Jets Fan Media. Jay, what's up, man? How you doing? What's up, guys? Not too much, man. We're just trying to break down this Jags-Jets game here. And you look at the Jaguars. You know they're going to be well coached. And they have some, you know, the whole Blake Portals thing, I understand. But they have some legitimate talent on both sides of the football. They have a lot of talent, man. It's, uh, look, any game that the Jets are going to get into this year, uh, there's not, there's no such thing as an easy game for the Jets this year, right? I mean, it's, uh, you know, every game we're fighting an uphill battle. Um, I don't care who we're playing against, whether that's the Jags, the Browns, or or the Patriots. I mean, you know, we're, we're uh, the Jags definitely have, I mean, just listening to, to your guys' breakdown, um, you know, I haven't even really examined the Jags too much. So, you know, I was just listening to you guys and, and just bringing up all the players. I mean, it's just, you know, they, they got talent all across the board over there. So, I mean, they're kind of in the same boat as we are. They got, you know, a good, young, uh, hungry team. So it's going to be a battle. Yeah, and I want to thank you for calling in, Jay, man. And I, I, I know you said you don't break down a lot of Jags, you know, because a lot of people, you know, don't watch them because, you know, where they're at. But I'll tell you what, I've watched a lot of them, and I want to go straight to my first session with the guy that I think really is the kind of the biggest key to the game of shutting them, them down offensively is how do you think we'll be able to stop Leonard Fournette? Well, if we come out and we play like we did against the Raiders, we won't. And if we come out and play like we did against Jay Ajayi, <laughs> then I think we will, right? I mean, you know, and, and yeah. most likely we're going to get some, some showing of somewhere in between. I know that's a really cold take, but, uh, you know, but at the same time, I mean, I, I think that, uh, you know, clearly the, uh, the guys play, play different on the, on the home field than they do on the road. I mean, they, whatever, whatever it was that, you know, that brought out that performance last week, um, I hope that they can uh, recreate that. I don't know if they ate their Wheaties or something in the morning, but they definitely uh, they definitely brought it. So let's just hope they bring some of that. Um, I, I you know I don't think there's any magical solution other than uh, you know just like I said. I mean just you know having the right game plan out there and 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 just go out and going out and executing. So um, you know this is a young team. We're gonna have to deal with the ups and downs. So you know you, you don't really know what you're gonna get from week to week. You just hope that you get more of what we saw against the Dolphins than what we saw against the Raiders. Yeah, absolutely. I'm right there with you. I'm hoping that, you know, that, that thing with the Dolphins, that win against the Dolphins wasn't a mirage. And guys still play up to that level and, and also give that same exact effort consistently throughout the rest of this season. And we don't revert going back to weeks one and two where we did not look very good. And, you know, even speaking on that, because our defense we saw definitely improve against the Dolphins. When you look at the situation coming up, the Jaguars offense, they also got a big tight end, Mercedes Lewis. This guy I've seen firsthand live, he's a beast. Okay, you look at him now with the Jags. He's a target in the red zone still. This guy's still catching touchdowns. He's still making guys yeah. miss. He's still running over guys out there. With all the issues that we've had in the past covering tight ends, do you think that we'll have issues covering Mercedes Lewis in this game? Yeah, I mean, I never have faith in us to stop a uh, an opposing team's tight end. I mean, that's just been going on for, I feel like, my entire life as a Jet fan. Um, you know, Darren Lee has got to show us something this week. Um, you know, hopefully you get the – again, you know, I, I – 
you know, it's it's the same kind of the same answer, but like, you know, if you can get the same safety play that we got um against the Dolphins and you can get the same type of game out of Demario Davis, uh yeah, we, we can stop Mercedes Lewis. I mean he he's not Kelsey or Gronk. I mean he's he's a good you know he's he's better in London than he is in the States and you know, we got we're playing him in New York, so I think we should be all right. You know, I, but but then you know, like with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, you know, you get a game like, you know, you get a, you get a game like you got, uh, you know, from the, uh, you know, the opener, um, you know, or even in the Raider game. I mean, you know, you get that, that type of linebacker play. It's going to be tough to stop, uh, you know, to stop a guy like Mercedes Lewis. So, again, I just hope you get more of what you saw against the Dolphins. Now, Jay, you mentioned you mentioned that you were playing in New York or you planned to met life on Sunday. Do you think that following the, a great victory against the Dolphins, you may see a different environment on Sunday versus the Jacks? Um, I'm scared that people still haven't bought in to, uh, to what the Jets are doing this year, whether that means, um, you know, look, I don't think anyone thinks they're, a, you know, even the most sane fan right now doesn't think they're a playoff team, but, um, I think that, you know, from what people are seeing, you know, the first half against Oakland, uh, the, the entire game against uh, the Dolphins, that they're not as bad as some people would like them to be. So um, I think you're still going to get a lot of that, uh, you know, look, it's Jets-Jaguars, so it's not exactly a hot ticket. You see what the prices are on the secondary market. I mean, I, I think you're going to see, you know, if you if you would have eliminated the Dolphin fans out of the stadium on opening day, the place would have been half full, and that's, on, that, that's at, uh, you know, that's opening day. So, I mean – you know, week the, the the you know on a following week against the Jaguars, um, you know, much less desirable matchup, much less Jaguar fans there. Um, I think you're still going to see kind of an apathetic crowd, so it's going to be up to guys like Jamal Adams and and you know to go out and and get the fans fired up, you know, and and uh, if they do, um, you know, you'll get some crowd noise there for sure because the people who are going to be there are going to be the diehards and the people you know who are who are uh, you know staying home. I mean. You know, I, I have a pretty convincing argument for you, Tyson, on why it would be, you know, good for the Jets to win this game. Besides the fact that, you know, we're we're rooting for them, but for the the uh, for the tank crowd, um, I, it's just it's interesting to me that they still don't understand this aspect of it. And and I I, you know, I just feel like I need to just break this down quickly. Um, you know, if you have, if, let's say you win seven games this year and you go seven and nine, right? And people are pitching that as like the worst case scenario that would be mediocre forever. We're never going to get the quarterback. Um, you know, I, I heavily disagree with that because, you know, we have, if we go out and we win seven games with Josh McCown as our quarterback, um, that means we're a lot closer along, you know, to, to being a really competitive team, right? I mean, if you could get, you know, a quarterback, this, if you go seven and nine with this team, 
uh, with another year under their belts, adding $100 million or whatever it is in salary that, that, that we could potentially add, plus a full thing of draft picks, you know, if you can bring in a quarterback, you, you know, next year you could be talking about making a playoff run. You never know. So, I mean, if you get to 7-9, it's probably because a guy like Elijah McGuire stepped up and, and, and proved himself. And a guy, guys like Mark, you know, Marcus May and Jamal Adams stepped up and proved themselves. And, and if across the board, you know, like if you would go 1-15, you're going to have a lot more holes naturally than if you went 7-9, and nine, I would think. You know, it wouldn't be some mirage if you won seven games. So, you know, you're, you're in a much more advantageous position because what you can do then with your draft picks is because you don't have as many holes to fill, you can take some of those draft pick assets and use them to trade up so that you can go get your quarterback. And then in that case, you still got the quarterback that you wanted, you know, by tanking and going one and 15, but he's surrounded by players that just went out and won seven games, you know, without a quarterback really. So, you know, I, I don't really understand why the tank crowd fails to acknowledge that they, they it's like they want to have a complete trash team that was bad enough to, to lose 16 games, but then think that it's a magical cure to bring in a, a rookie quarterback. And you're years away from contention at that point. So, you know, my thing is my best case scenario would be that these guys show up every single week. You, you know, a guy like our Darius Stewart, a guy like Chad Hansen, Elijah McGuire, and you go across the board. And if those guys step up and they prove that they're all parts of the future and Mac had this amazing offseason this offseason where he made, you know, trades that brought in different guys to fill holes and all of them are young, then we, we got something to talk about now. We have a team. So, I, you know, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get the tank crowd. They think they're so smart, and, and you know, it's like – and they won't entertain any other, um, you know, narrative that, you know, that, that's in place besides the Jets are screwing themselves by winning games. So, for you, tank crowd, I hope the Jets get a win this week. I hope they blow them out, and I hope you're all upset until you realize that what this well, season's all about. I, you, I could, you could actually make an argument. This game is very important for the Jets to win, to keep them motivated, to keep them rolling, to keep them competitive and to keep building off the culture they're establishing. Like, the defense keeps playing well. Like, like so they can all continue to buy into this program. I mean, don't you think, Joe? Like, I was thinking about that. I'm like, you know, you start out – if you can start out 2-2 two and two with two good wins, you roll into Cleveland, who knows what happens there, but everybody will start buying into what Todd Bowles is selling. The, you know, you start gelling. You start you, – you create the culture that you're waiting to create. I mean, so you can make a very good argument. This would be a big win for them if they make this. Don't you think, Joe? Yeah, absolutely. I think this could be a big win for them. Uh, I think most of the guys, especially going into that Dolphins game, which was kind of weird, a lot of the quotes that even we heard out of the locker room after the Raiders game were eerily positive. And we, we all came and we're like, what are you guys talking about? Like, did you watch yourselves play football out there? But they, they somehow rolled that into the Dolphins game where they said, you know what, we made some mistakes, but there were some things there that we were proud of. And they came out and kind of melded together, you know, under that umbrella. And then we saw them just absolutely roll through the Dolphins. Um, I think this would be a big game for them to win. Um, I, I want to see, as I said again, I want to see guys just come out here and consistently fight, fight, fight. I, I think that's the big thing for me is seeing this young team come out and just give every single piece of effort that they have so then we can judge on from that. And, yeah, and, and I'm with Jay, you. I, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Jay. No, I, all I was going to say was, you know, listen, so if, if at the end of the season, right, we're we're two and twelve, you know, heading into week fifteen, right, and and we're and we're that much closer to the number one pick. Well, then the season, the way the season played out at that point was that these guys, you know, weren't good enough to win very many games, and that that would be more troubling to me, you know, than than if they would win seven games and have to trade up. Now, you know, at that point when they were two and twelve, 
Yeah, I would root for the last, for them to lose the last two games and get the best draft position possible because that's that would be what would be best at that time. But my thing is like we're not at that time yet, you know. Like we have an entire season of play, an entire season of, of player development that's more important right now than any one thing that happens at the end of the season. You have no clue. Sam Donald could blow his knee out tonight. You know, I'm going to watch a USC game. What happens if he blows his knee oh. out and he's not there? What do we tank for? You know, it's like so. Or if he you know, stays in school. You, you don't even, you, yeah, you, school, so you have no clue who's coming out right now, but all these spiteful, crazy tank crowd, all they want is like, you know, and they're, and they're having a big fun with it. You know, they're having big, big fun. It's a big laugh. Oh, Jets suck. Oh, let's sell goddamn Jets shirts. Oh, let's sell Jets tank shirts. You know, and it's like, to me, it's like, 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 what are you doing? You have Jamal Adams right now is coming out, and he wants to kick the other team's butt. And, you know, yeah. what you're cheering against that? You know, Elijah McGuire, this guy's running over people. You want to sit there and be angry as that's happening? Dude, tank crowd, enough is enough. Stop it. Stop crying. Root for your team. Go out there because that's what fans are supposed to do. And it's like at the end of the day, then we'll see what happens in week 13 and week 14. And I think everybody will be on the tank crowd. You know, everybody will be along the tank crowd if you're 2-12 and 12 at that point. But until that point, cheer these guys on and let's, you know, let's let's take it one game at a time and and stop going so over the top with the uh, you know, it's just like there's black and white. We we either need to be the worst team ever, and then everyone can make fun of us, and we'll profit off of it by making T-shirts. Or alternatively, how about we just root for our team? And I think that the rooting for your team is the way to go. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm Jay, I, I'm right there with you, man. I, I you know, look, I, like I said, I've spoken with many people in that tank crowd, and. I don't necessarily – I don't agree with their logic very much, but I figure, look, you go out there, you – especially in these years, like you, you spoke a little bit about that draft coming up and we're rebuilding, you want to see all the pieces that you've gotten so far perform. You want to see these right. guys go out there. And so you want to go out there and you want to cheer that on because guess what? If they're good, then we can move on with them. And if they're not or if, if things just aren't right here, then we can figure it out. But, you know, booing the team and, you know, hoping for this and hoping for loss and hoping guys, you know – you know, get hurt or whatever else they were doing on the take. I, I just can't agree with that, but it, it kind of is what it is. So I want to really go back to this Jags game with you really quick because I'm looking at our wide receiver core right now, especially on the outside. When you look at us matched up against these corners, man, what type of game do you think Curse will have when he's matched up with these tough corners of A.J. Aboye and, and Jalen Ramsey? Well, you know what? Our wide receiving core is a lot better than, than we wanted to give it credit for coming into the season. Credit to, to McCagnan, again, for, uh, you know, for making the moves that he made to shore that up. At the time, we all were a little baffled by it. And, I, you know, look, we, we're, we, we, like, I didn't understand the point of bringing in Curly and, and you know, and Curse, we were, you know, and, but cutting Decker and all stuff. But, look, I mean, the guy looks like – right now, McCagnan looks like he's pulled a lot of the right strings in the offseason. So, now we have, you know uh, – we, we have Curse, we have uh, Robbie Anderson, if you want to stretch the field a little bit, you know, and, and you know, Curly and, and then, you know, the young guys are very Stewart and Hanson are supposed to get extended playing time. So I'm looking for some big things out of our wide receiving core, you know, against that, uh, you know, that's a, that's a tough test for them. And, you know, that's what you want to see all year with these young guys is you want to see them going out there and, uh, you know, performing against the best and seeing what they can do. So I think Curse will have, you know, not a huge day, but I think he'll he'll have a, you know, a professional day, four or five catches. Um, you know, I think that uh, you know they're going to be looking to get ASJ involved. I mean, we got we got some weapons there now. You know, nothing that's like you know crazy, no all pros, but guys that are you know ascending players that you that you're real excited to see out there. So 
you know, I'm I'm psyched, uh, you know, for sure to see what ASJ brings this week. All right, Jay, we've broken it all down. You shared your tank thoughts. What is your game prediction? It's going to be a tough one. I think this is going to be a really close game. And I think that uh, it's going to be – I'm not going to predict the Jets' loss. Uh, you know, I, I think that uh, it, they, they're going to have to play well and they're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to uh, win the turnover battle. And if they do so, I'm looking at 21-17 Jets. Good stuff as always, man. It's going to be another fun day at MetLife on Sunday. Looking forward to it, man. <laughs> Maybe a little cooler. <laughs> Talk to you later. Yeah, I mean, you ain't kidding, man. It is brutal. Later, man. You know, it, it's interesting. His, his thoughts on the whole tank crowd, stuff like that, Joe. And to this Sunday, yeah. it's going to be fascinating to see how this fan base reacts. Because, listen, the home opener wasn't sold out. A lot of Dolphins fans everywhere. The Jets have won a big game. Also, it's Legends Day where, you know, you have Curtis Martin and Joe Namath in the house. You're honoring Kevin Mawai. There's autograph appearances all around the stadium for every, I mean, every level of the stadium. You can meet players. Coaches club, you got Curtis Martin, Testaverde. I mean, th- there's players everywhere. So if you're a fan, you know, it's a game that you can win. There's a, a nice ceremony. There's, there's really not a reason to not go, in my opinion. I mean, it's a fun yeah. day at the stadium, don't you think? And tickets are, dude, 30 bucks, 30 bucks on StubHub, exactly. 25 bucks on StubHub. It's not like it's going to yeah. break your bank. Yeah, look, we talked about this time and time again on this show. Uh, you know, the first thing I go to is always, you know, money. It's always financial. And, you know, when you look at the situation, these tickets are, are very cheap. <laughs> it's not much, like you said, you know, 25 30 bucks. you know. <laughs> look, with all that we have going on, with the legends coming out, you know, to, to you know celebrate with Kevin Mawai, with what he's got going on, I'm hoping fans show up. But, if you look at the atmosphere that we have and you look at, you know, what a lot of fans are thinking, they're saying, hey, this is not a good team, I'm not going to show up, we probably won't. There probably won't be a lot of fans there, especially if, you know, there weren't there, weren't many there for us, you know, against the Dolphins, which is a hated rival. And that was, you know, that was the first game in our stadium for the year, you know. So I'm hoping people show up. I'm hoping that we can, you know, create a culture and get loud and absolutely get ruckus in there so it makes it hard for the Jags. But, you know, with the you know speaking on the past, and even when I've been there, I don't know if that happens, Tyson. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting, man. Like I said, it's very it's almost it's almost another game where you want to see them score first to get the crowd into it. Like I said, yeah. you know, they, they yeah. came out with a lot of passion, like Adams and Demario, but like the Jets come out and they play good, they put up a quick touchdown or like, even a field goal, something to get this crowd like, all right, you know what? We're, we're gonna see another good effort by the Jets. I'm gonna support this. I think it's going to be crucial yeah. again. It's sad to say that. I think we'll probably say that every week. But when yeah. you're trying to string together wins, I, I think it's important, you know. So what we'll do is we'll go to our next caller. It's our good friend, Justin. What's up, man? Oh, hey, guys. This is Steve. This is Steve. This is Steve, my bad. I put the wrong button. <laughs> Steve, what's up, man? <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Doing good, man. So what are your thoughts on this Jets-Jaguars matchup? Well, Okay. Here is what the thing is, you know, before I even talk about this matchup, you know, going into Sunday's game, you know, it's going to definitely be, you know, I think a fun game to go to where I know a lot of Jeff fans, hopefully a lot of them go to this game, you know, it may not be a lot, but it's a whiteout this Sunday, you know, against Jacksonville, you know, we're going to be, you know, the last couple of years, the whiteouts haven't been that successful at MetLife Stadium. Hopefully this year against Jacksonville, it will be, um, you know, the Ring of Honor ceremony for Kevin Mawai is definitely going to be a special 
ceremony to watch because, you know, I mean, he's been a, a Jet for a legend for all, all the years he's been with us. But now going into this game against the Jaguars, this is a young, tough, physical Jaguars team that they're going to be going up against. I mean, that, that defense, I mean, I watched them play in London last week. I, I saw them, what they did against the Ravens. I mean, with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blake Bortles had a yeah. very good that defense is so tough, you know. You got AJ Boye and Jalen Ramsey in the secondary. You've got um you got Malik Jackson on that defensive line who who could be very destructive. I mean, that it's going to be a young, tough Jaguars team. Um, you know, Allen Hearns um is a tough receiver. You know, our former friend Chris Ivory, who played for us for a few years, is on that team. And Leonard Fournette, you know, we got to do what we did last week against Miami to keep them off the board, have more time possession than they do, try to get them out of the crowd, make Blake Bortles feel very uncomfortable. I mean, we're either going to see the good Blake Bortles or we want to see, which we do want to see, is the bad Blake Bortles who makes turnovers. No. So that's because I'm ready to open up for some questions. Oh, yes, hold on, Steve. Man. <laughs> Do that. And you deserve that round of applause there, Steve. You absolutely broke it down. I want to welcome you to the show, man. I love talking about football with you. And, and you, you brought up a lot of good stuff, man, especially about their defense and how we're going to match up. And that's going into my first question with you is, how big of a role do you think ASJ needs to play this week for us to truly be successful offensively? The way of how I see this with Austin Safari and Jenkins, which is this, if he needs to get involved with the ball more, absolutely. You know, they got to make Jacksonville's defense make them feel a little uncomfortable. I mean, the one advantage that we do have in this game is, is that we're not going to London, LOL. We're going to be staying at home at MetLife City. <laughs> I mean, I will say one thing, though. Yes, Jacksonville, like I did say before, is a very young, hungry team this year. But I know for one thing, because I have watched the Jaguars quite a few times when the Jets are not on TV, and I will say one thing that is this about Jacksonville. They're not as good as when they play on the road, and that will hopefully give us an advantage. And, you know, there probably won't be as many fans at MetLife Stadium for them that week. But the thing is, you know, about about Jacksonville because, I mean, they don't have the best fan base in the NFL. I'm, I'm going to say that right now. But the thing is, you know, with Jacksonville is this. We, you know, we we got we to gotta do like what we did last week against Miami. As Jay said in the last call, if we do the thing against uh, – if we play like how we did in Oakland, then we're going to lose. If we play like how we did against Miami, we're going to win. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree with you there, Steve. You know, we have to come out – and bring that exact same intensity, that exact same, you know, consistency that we did against the Dolphins, you know, defensively to really stop them as well offensively. Like you said, you want to put the ball in the hands of Blake Bortles because we want to see the, black, the bad Blake Bortles in this football game. And I want to go to another offensive question with you again, man. 
What are your thoughts about Brandon Shell being out? How do you think that we'll get these guys blocked up front when you might have guys like Ijelana or Quavo starting? You know, they got to step it up. It's, it's time to step it up now. And the one thing that you guys definitely mentioned was about this. If the, if the Jets do win this game on Sunday, and if they do win, I'm going to say this right now, I think everything is going to change with this, within this team. And this team could actually turn out to be one of the biggest surprises of the NFL. Now, I'm not going to say that's going to happen, but I think that something will change if we win this game. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I know you're talking about that. <laughs> listen, I'm we're not, not even. We're not even mentioning. I know you're not talking about that. I know that's not. I know that's not being talked about on this show. No, sir. Yeah, Steve, listen, I'm not your, talking about what playoffs. Is your, <laughs> what is your biggest key to this game? Do you think it comes down to? Both defenses are going to play very well, and it's going to come down to McCown versus Bortles. Basically, I think it is going to be a defensive battle towards the end. But, you know, I think it's going to be a defensive battle towards the end. But, you know, the thing is, you know, um, like I said, if the only way that this Jets team could win is you got to make Blake Bortles uncomfortable. Because if you make Blake Bortles uncomfortable – he is going to make mistakes. All right, Steve, we broke it all down. What is your game prediction? Um, okay. Um, here is the thing. I do see us winning this game on Sunday. I believe we can win this game on Sunday against Jacksonville. I'm going to go I'm going to go 2016 Jets final. <laughs> Good stuff as always, man. Enjoy the game on Sunday. Yeah, let's. All right, hopefully, let's get this win on Sunday, and then hopefully, we'll have a good show on Tuesday. Have a good night, and let's go, Jets. You too, man. We always have a good show on Tuesday, win or lose. It's just sometimes a little (laughs) more angry than other times. That's all. I mean, it's so funny, Joe, because, like, he gets worried. Like, when the Jets lose or they don't play well, he gets worried. He's like, Are you going to be angry? Are you going to yell? I'm like, Dude, just expect it. If they don't play well, yeah. fire is coming. That's it. That's the way we work here on Let's Talk Jets. We don't play around here. <laughs> no, we don't, man. It, it, it sucks when we watch them lose as well. But I want to thank Steve for calling in, man. He really given, gave an excellent breakdown. That guy brought the fire. Dude, his last, like, two or three calls have been excellent. Like, he's really studying, yeah. like, both sides, of the, you know, both sides of the football. He's studying his opponent. He's doing a good job, man. And our next caller, listen. This next call will not lack enthusiasm. He will not lack passion. I'm sure <laughs> what time is it now? It's almost 9 o'clock. He's had his Jets Kool-Aid. He is ready for this phone call. I can assure you that. It's our good friend Tyrone. What is up, man? <laughs> Yo, what's going on, baby? Hey, you know what it is Are this you? week, baby. Hey, I'm excited, man. Hey, listen. Let me give you guys a break, dinner. what's going to happen this week. Number Let's hear one, it. I want to put this out here real quick, and y'all quote me on this. Blake Bortles is the best quarterback outside the United States. Hands up. He's he's a Tom Brady of football in London. What's going to happen is he can't play worth nothing here. So what we have to do, they're they're 28th against the run. 
we got to run the football. Bottom line, yeah. we have to run the football. We do that, it's Jets all day, baby. And the cornerbacks are decent. They're going to be a problem. Stopping the run is going to be a problem. Brandon Shell being out is going to be a real problem. But if we run the football and we take care of the football, we're going to win. Listen, man, everyone, everyone wants us to lose, man. And I don't know why. I mean, I'm sitting there listening to these commentators before the season started. Just the worst roster in football. Are you serious? Are you serious? Now we talk about Blake Bortles as the best as, as a real quarterback. Yeah, when he plays in London, he's amazing. Four touchdowns. We gonna put Adams on on uh, what's the, what's the name of Mercedes Lewis? He ain't scoring three, four touchdowns, bro. That ain't gonna happen. So at the end of the day, man, if we can stop, if we can stop their running game. Blake Borders, he's going to stop himself, man. You know, it's like playing basketball, man. He's self-checked, man. He'll, he'll leave him alone, bro. He'll be okay. He's going to find a way to throw interception. So, I'm being real with you. This is realistic facts. So, their, their cornerbacks are vicious. So, what we're going to have to do yep. is we're going to have to, we're gonna have to check down. We're going to have to dink and dunk, run the football, because they're going to put eight in the box. And I love that. Put eight in the box. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, you're, 20, you're 28th in the league against the run. So all we're going to do is just run the ball in and throw it anyway. And Pa and McGuire, and I'm telling you, bro, this is, this, this is a good thing. Now, McCown has to take care of the football. He can't challenge these corners. It's going to be a problem. So what's going to be our big thing is our boy Stewart going to step up because our third and fourth receivers are going to be important in this game. AFJ is going to be important in this game. Um, to yeah. that, the, the running back we just picked up, you know what I'm saying? He's going to be important. Listen, he's brought in for a reason. The one thing I like about Morton, man, the one thing I love about the OCs, the, the one, he, he game plans for every single opponent instead of a, a set game plan. He actually game plans for every opponent. So what he's going to do, he's going to look at what Jacksonville wants to do. He's going to look at their tendencies. He's going to look at how they're going to try to stop them. And at the end of the day, we're going to run the ball down their throat because McCann's not going to have a lot of time. You know what I'm saying? To throw the football because, you know what I'm saying? That front seven is, is, is a beast, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to pass rushing. But, you know, staying, stopping the run, impossible. So, like I said, man, we're going to do what we always do and we're going to bring it. And Jet Nation needs to step up. Let's go. Let's go, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> Tyrone, I, w- I want to thank you for calling in, man. I, I love talking to you because you're so passionate. And, and I want to start with the first thing you kept talking about running football. We're going to run the football. We're going to run the football. I understand that. I understand that, you know, that that's how we're going to have to set the tempo. But you also have to understand that we have an injury up front with no shell. You got Ijelana there. We, we might have Quali there. Those guys aren't that great. We, we saw that in preseason. They weren't that great. They, since they've been here, they haven't been great. So when you talk about just running the football, and I understand you're saying they're 28, but they got Malik Jackson up there. That guy's serious business. You got Campbell up there. They're serious business. These are guys that can shut down the run. So I just, I just want to get your thought on that. I know you know football. I know you talk about even coaching football in the past as well. How exactly would you go about run, getting the run game going if you were the offensive coordinator? What, are you, what kind of plays are you calling? Uh, the first, first thing, I want to address the shell issue. Two weeks ago, they were saying shell was the worst, was the worst right tackle in the league. So now, you know what I'm saying, he's balling. This is my whole point, though. We're going to do what we did last week. We're going to adjust. We're going to put we're – gonna, we're going to – we're going to chip on it. We're going to have help on that side. And that's what we have to do. I mean, and other than that, I mean, I think running up the middle is going to be our best bet anyway. You know what I'm saying? Get behind oh, our pick number 77 and let him do what he does. You know what I'm saying? He's, oh, a, he's a role grader. Let's role grade. You know, and I'm going to be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? We don't have to get 
six, seven yards of chunk. And we're getting three, 3.5 here, four here, quick little pass here. That's how we're going to have to do it. And over time, man, we're going to wear them down. I mean, in the beginning of the game, it's going to be a defensive game because they're, they're yeah. a really solid defensive team. And I'm not taking that from them. But we're going to have to help out. We're going to, you know, we know we're going to have to give help on that side. They know we're going to have to give help on that side. So what we're going to do, we're going to have to misdirection. We're going to have to run the other way. You know what I'm saying? I mean, listen, you can, you can, you can know, they can know what we're going to do. But we have to be able to adjust to what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, you know, run the ball up the gut, run some sweeps around the other side, or even attack that side. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm not gonna be, I'm gonna be real with you, man. I OC, man, I'm really impressed with him, man. He's really, really came yeah. up with decent game plans. I think the first game plan, I just think that he, I think he, I think he was a little, he was a little bit more nervous in the first game, and I think that's what that's what got him off because it was a simple game plan. But the last, the last week, bro, bro, I was, I was amazed. And he's showing the last two weeks. He's showing what we what we're capable of doing. And so I just feel like, man, you know, sky's the limit, man. I really do. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. You know, I, running up the middle at Malik Jackson to me, uh, I, you know, that's not the best plan. But when you look at the situation in the line, I don't think there's there's many guys you want to run into. You might as well attack the middle, like you said, and and, and put you know Lawrence Thomas back there and have him be the fullback and you know, play that kind of smash-mouth football for the first quarters. I totally agree with you. I don't think, you know, from the first until probably maybe the third that it'll be, you know, just an absolute blowout there. I don't think we'll just run out of the building. But I do think if we constantly pound them that way, then, you know, things will start to open up elsewhere. And that's what I want to go to our defensive side. Go ahead. Go ahead. I said that's that's the whole key right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're, we're going to open that up for that play action and for them for ASJ yeah. and the receivers at the backfield and our second and third receivers. Yeah. And that's what you know. We're not going to you know we, we can't attack the number one their corners. Their corners are the best in the league, and I don't care what anyone says. They're the best secondary in the league. They're the best two corners in the league. Period. So you're not going to go at them guys like that. You're going to treat them guys how you used to treat Rebus. You know what I'm saying? You ain't throwing that Rebus unless you have to. You know what I'm saying? So, but now what were you saying though about that defense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and I'll agree with you on that as well. I mean, I, I I don't know if I want to say they're the best, but they're definitely up there. They're definitely up there. I think it's a matter of preference, but, like, I, I'll keep saying that. I am over the moon about Jalen Ramsey. I think that kid is amazing. <laughs> I really, you know, <laughs> I really wish he was on our team. He's crazy, but I'm going to go to the yeah, he would. He but, would be absolutely great in green and white. I, I'd love that. Ramsey on the back of the jersey. Anyway, so, so now I want to talk about our defense just a little bit here. You look at Mo, man. I, I get it. You know, he's questionable. He's probably going to play. But he's been hampered with that injury. Or he's, you know, dealing with a shoulder injury as well. What are you expecting out of him in this game still being kind of nicked up a little bit? Hey, man, I'm expecting Mo to do what Mo been doing all season long. And, and, and since he's been a Jet, man, he's been a great Jet. And this, and this is the one thing, man, I don't know if you guys heard this comment this week. They, they were like, so would a week off help you? He said, yeah, I'll get a week off, you know, on the bye week. You know, any other, any other player, man, who didn't love his team, they want to fight for soldier beside him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm coaching him when I was going to come off for a week. No, he's in there in pain fighting for us, man. You know, and that right there, he does what he's supposed to do. No, he's not getting the sex. His numbers are enough. But he's in there. He's, he's fighting with them guys. This guy's a kid. They know he hurt. And he's still fighting with them. So that makes him at least that he wants to fight harder. So as long as he's cutting them gaps and he doesn't let, let these guys cut back, he's getting there doing what he does, man. That's all he can ask for, man. I mean, listen, the guy, the guy his, his soldier, his, his shoulder injury is going to affect him the whole year. So he's in constant pain the whole time he's out there. And he's still fighting. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So at the end of the day, if he shows up and he does what he's been doing, hey, bro, that's all we can ask for. Because, I mean, Mo, a hurt Mo is better than anybody else we got behind him. You feel me? Oh, my God. How much Kool-Aid do you have tonight? Seriously? Uh, no, listen. You wait, Tyrone. Tyrone, I got a question for you. Is your last name Wilkerson? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen, man. Come on, listen, man. Listen. I know Mo ain't, ain't doing what we, what, what we expect Mo to do. But at the end of the day, fellas, y'all know, man, what this sport is, man. I mean, he's out there, man, with a hard shoulder, you know, fighting with them guys, man. I mean, you got to give him some kind of credit for that. Okay, he, his numbers are all Yeah, we're, we're, giving, we're giving actually, him $18 million for that is what we're giving him. I mean, listen, we gave Fitzpatrick 12 million. You want some of that back? You feel me? We gave Fitzpatrick oh, $12 million, back. and you knew and you know he was only worth two. We we <laughs> knew he was garbage, and we still gave it to him. So come but on, here's, but here's, I mean, here's my question. Go. But my, my, my question for you is, like, listen, I understand what Mo brings to the table. I think the biggest key to the game is going to be Lee and Demario Davis playing the same way they played last week and the Jets using the three safeties again. That, that, I think that's the key to the game. I think the defensive line is going to have their challenges, but the inside linebackers yeah. and safeties have got to control the middle of the field. They have to. Well, I, I'm thinking it's deeper than that. I mean, I, I think that uh, – I think Jacksonville's – their line has been pretty decent, man. I think what our problem is going to be, they, they're going to adjust to what we did last week. We know that. But I mm. think we have to stop Mercedes Lewis. We have to stop him. Because their receivers really don't scare me that much, man. You know what I'm saying? They really don't. I'm just being real. And Blake Bortles, man, he's not an accurate quarterback. So, that tight end in the nope. middle, you know what I'm saying? And then our biggest thing is with our linebackers covering tight ends and out the backfield, that's going to be an issue. And tackling. That's the biggest thing. Because you know how we do, man. We get all happy and stuff, man. We have one good game, and then we stop tackling, man, miss tackling. Guys missing assignments, man. These guys got to do their job on defense, man. Because, like I said, we have to gang tackle. These Listen, man, we already know what Chris Ivory do. You know what I mean? And, you know what I'm saying? We yep. already know what he is. He's a beast. And you know he ain't no one. He's not no, he not no grab one shoulder now. Darren Lee, he'll run through Darren Lee. So we're going to have to gang tackle these guys. But like I said, if we keep these guys clean like we did last week, that's not going to happen every week. But you know what I'm saying? Coach Bowles, I mean, to my belief, you know what I'm saying? To my to my shot, he moved guys around. He got he kept these guys clean. If he keep them them guys clean, them guys can flourish. You know what I'm saying? They sideline to sideline. But I mean, the beast uh, the beast that we have on our team, man, is Mr. Adams, man. I, and yo, and I wish my last name was Adams. Listen, this kid is everything <laughs> that we wanted, bro. Listen, man, you know what I'm saying? He is everything that we wanted, man. I mean, listen, man, he's everything we've been waiting for, man. I mean, him and May, him and Mayday, bro. You know what I'm saying? These guys are beasts, man. And, and it's the funny part about it. Like, you know, we always draft bad. I mean, I just, you know, I could go back for years and look at some of the players that we draft. Like, huh, we really picked them for real? Like, that Hackenberg, I'm going to be quiet about that. I'm not going to talk about that. I'm just saying how I feel. We should never pick them, but it is what it is. But, you know what I'm saying? What Mac has done, if you look, man, he's actually getting guys that, that are, I mean, we got leaders, man. These young kids bring fire, man, and I love that. Man, I'm watching Adams all over the field. This kid is all over the field. It's like you can't miss him, you know, and I'm sitting there like, yo, this kid is killing everything. 
So at the end of the day, you know, if, they, if this guy's bringing the same kind of passion they brought last week, they came with the same kind of focus, then you know what I'm saying? We're going to do what we do. But if not, I mean, listen, we're only going to win four games this season anyway. So, you know, my man that called before, I love you to death, bro, but listen, playoffs? Nah, bro, let's, let's be realistic here. We might be Jacksonville. We might be Cleveland. After that, bro, it's going to be a long season. So, for me, every yeah. victory we, we can get, we should get. But Jacksonville, listen, man, Blake Bortles, man, hey, listen, don't get me wrong, kid's garbage. I'm sorry. He is what it is, man. So, what's your, you know so what Tyrell, so, what's your prediction, man? What's your, you, you broke it down. Oh, what's your prediction man. now? Let's hear, let's hear your score prediction. 15-17 Jets. Hey, fellas. Hey, you know yes, what? Sir. I love you guys. Let, let me get one more of them JCT Jets, baby. Let's go. Jet Nation, we're going to win this weekend. <laughs> Let's do what we do. You know what I'm saying? I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm believing. These guys are coming out, oh, I can tell coming you out Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fellas. Listen, man. Listen, listen. Okay, let me ask you one question, man. Who yeah. on Jacksonville really scares you? Be honest with me. On offense and defense, who really scares you? On offense, who scares you on offense? Who really, who really scares you? Leonard on Fournette. Leonard, yeah. Okay, anybody else? Chris I Ivory, think I, I'm a also, arm tackle. I, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, right, a right, wor- I'm 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 a little worried about Hearns myself. I'm definitely a little bit worried about Hearns, but definitely Leonard Fournette is my number one. Okay, so we stop on that. What happens then? Well, that's easier and said than done. <laughs> okay, dude. if everybody hold on, hold on. I think but that's listen. a little easier said than done. Okay, like listen, if it was that easy, man, we were just going to shut it down. It would just happen every game. But you know, but my Litter man from Miami say about that. My, my man from Miami is the same kind of running back, right? They they the same kind of styles, right? There's no, there's really no difference. Okay, so Tyron, in those kind Tyron, of Tyron, okay, but Tyron, we'll play, we'll play this game. <laughs> who 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 you scared of? Who you scared on the Jaguars defense? They have three legitimate pass rushers and two great corners. Yeah. <laughs> Talk hey, about hey, that. Listen, man. Hey, listen, I'm going to keep it real with you, man. I'm scared of that whole defense, man. I'm just hyped up right now, bro. Listen, we're being realistic here, man. Hey, I got I to gotta sell this shit to myself, bro. Listen, man, that defense is, is a beast. There's no way around that, bro. I'm not going to say a lot of you, bro. If we score 17 points, I'm going to be happy, bro. I'm being real with you. Man. I mean, because I don't, I don't even – I don't want McCown throwing the football. Bro, I, mean, I don't. I don't want him back there more than four seconds because it's going to be a problem. It's going to be somebody in his face, and what he does, he has a tendency to throw the ball to the other guy when he gets nervous. So I'm gonna need him yeah. to keep it simple. Let's run the football. Let's wait the things open up, and let's and let's dink and dunk, and let's go with that right right there. Because them guys are gonna be aggressive because they know what we're gonna do. They know we're not really like last week we really went for the bomb, but this week right here we're gonna have to dink and dunk. You can't give these guys. I mean, these guys are monsters, man. Their front seven is probably one of you know their their front seven is what our front. Seven, what we imagine our front seven to be. So, you know what I mean? So, it is what it is. Tyro, good stuff as always, man. Enjoy the game on Sunday. We'll, we'll discuss it all on Tuesday. Hey, right, fellas, love y'all guys. Be safe, man. Jet Nation, man. Let me get one more JTS, baby. Send me home. Have a good night, man. You know, it's funny, Joe, because he was just like, oh, who are you scared of? I, dude, I can, I can give you all kinds of names. I, <laughs> we just broke it down. We, yeah, we are not a team that has – we don't have this shutdown ability or we don't have these explosive game breakers that we're like, oh, yeah, you know what? We have two all-pro receivers. We had an all-pro tight end. Like, dude, there's going to be some smoke and mirrors done on Sunday because there's matchups that just aren't good for us. And you look at their defense. I mean, yeah. I was waiting for them to ask me that question. Like, who are you scared of their defense? I can name six players. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, look, and I, I want to thank you for calling in. I love speaking to Tyrone, but just saying you're just going to shut Leonard Fournette down, I think it's a lot easier mm-hmm. said than done. I think I think Mr. Fournette will have like to have a word with you about him getting shut down, okay? This is a guy you got to go out there and do it. And, yes, we had a solid game, you know, against uh, a very good game against J.H. Ahi. We did shut him down, but uh, did you forget the other two that we had previous to that where McCoy went off yeah, and man. you had – you know, yep. three backs where you had Marshawn go off, you had Rashard go off, you had Washington go off. Took you know, turns. Yeah, we, we had a solid game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had one solid game, but there needs to be consistency. So I don't think we just can go, hey, we're just going to shut down Fournette because that's what we do. Uh, no, I, I've watched the whole season. That's, that's actually not having been a consistent note here. But we've definitely got to get that done, you know, to have any chance of being in this game against the Jags. Yeah, there's nothing easy about Sunday's game. Nothing easy at all. About exactly. It. And it's not – you know, it's like it's fun to say, oh, we're just going to do this. Listen, we got to prove it first because they played three yep. games. Only one of them they played well. The other two, they, like, I mean, that Raiders game still pisses me off. But we'll go to our callers. we got Giovanni <laughs> calling in. Giovanni, Kellen Tyson, how you doing? What's going on, man? How you guys doing? We're doing great, man. So what are you thinking? Jets, Jaguars, think it's going to be a competitive game? What do you think? Well, I think, I think we're going to come out on top this week, man. I think uh, – you know, you guys are right about we weren't able to stop McCoy the first game, but that's a completely different style of running back. I like how we, you know, we we were in the box with uh, Ajay. I think we need to do the same thing this week as far as the physical running backs go. You know, Jacksonville, they're not going to be passing 20, 30 times a game. You know, you're, they're not going to be looking adamant to pass it. They're going to be trying to run that ball. Like you said, we had Ivory. We know what he's going to be doing. Even when uh, Fournette's out, you know, they're still, they're still going to be running that ball. So, I think we've got to put an extra man in that box and, you know, take our chances with Bortles throwing it. But I think when we do that, the person that might kill us is the tight end, Mercedes yep. Lewis. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and I want to thank you for calling in, Giovanni. Yeah, that's exactly where my mind went was, okay, if you guys are just saying, hey, we're going to shut him down because – you know, he runs somewhat similar to, I guess, Jay Ajahi, but we didn't shut down Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> and Leonard Fournette kind of runs like him, too. He, he'll run over you. Yeah, but Marshawn right Lynch, that well. was different, though, because Marshawn Lynch, he also has those dangerous receivers on the outside. So it's kind of hard. You can't you can't go all in on the run with Oakland when you have Amari Cooper, you got that big tight end, Jared Cook, and then you got Michael Crabtree. We couldn't even stop their number two receiver. He had three touchdowns on us. I mean, that game was just tough, period. (laughs) Yeah, well, well, here we are. I mean, it's not like the, the, you know, it's not like the Jags have, you know, awful wide receivers either. You got Lee out there, who's a guy that definitely can get ghosts and get shifty. He's got some speed on him. And Hearns is a guy that's, you know, I think he's very underrated, but he's a very good wide receiver too. And you match that with a pass receiving threat and a tight end like Mercedes Lewis. I mean, they have receiving threats as well. And I want to get right there and ask you about those receiving threats I mean, when you look at our secondary, how do they match up with Alan Hearns? How do you think they'll be able to corral him? Do you think there'll be guys that can cover him, especially when he's used in that slot offensively like they like to do, you know, against the, uh, with the Jaguars offense? Well, my opinion on that, I like Hearns. Hearns is a good receiver, but I think he was more dangerous when he had Robinson on the other side of him. You know what I mean? They were, they were a good tandem there, but I think now – I mean, he's still dangerous because they have the threat of running the ball with, the, with those two beast running backs, and they don't even have Yeldon yet. But uh, I think that 
you know, we're going to load the box. So they're going to have some opportunities on the outside. It's going to come down to, you know, if our corners are going to be able to stop them. And I, I like Claiborne. I mean, I think Claiborne is going to be able to stop at least turn. But I think the X factor is going to be the tight end. So, Giovanni, my, here's my question for you. What is your level of confidence in Josh McCown in a very tight competitive game? You know what? I have more confidence in Josh McCown than I do in Blake Bortles. And I think if we can make it an ugly game this week, I think that's going to be the way we're going to win it. I mean, I think we have to make it a field position game. You know, if we have to run the ball yeah. 40 times with Bilal Powell and punt the ball, I, you know, I have confidence in that Blake Bortles isn't going to be taking them all the way down the field. You know what I mean? They'll, they'll be running the ball, but I think we're going to get enough stops to where he's going to have to make some third and long throws, and we're going to be able to take advantage with some – Todd Bowles blisses us. You know, he's, he's capable of dialing in. I know we got the players on the outside now. Jamal Adams, be a little draft. I mean, we got Marcus May. We got, we got some players out there that can make some plays. So what is, so what is your prediction for Sunday? It sounds like you're getting a little, you're a little confident over there. I can hear you. You're buying into this, it seems like. <laughs> you know, I am kind of excited about that defense. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, I think, you know, that it's – it's possible that they can give us some problems with the running game. But I really don't see Blake Bortles, you know, really beating us that bad like he did. I mean, he's definitely not going to have – I can 100% guarantee he's not going to have a game like he did in Baltimore. With uh, I think that was jet lag on their part. <laughs> but, uh, What's the score prediction? What's the Jets, Jets, Jaguars, what's the score? My score prediction is going to be 23-16. I think wow. – I think we come out on top. 23-16. And I, and I think Giovanni, Powell has a breakout game. That's Giovanni, my bold statement. Powell is going to have a breakout game. Thank you. <laughs> have a good – Joe, that is five calls in a row. Jet, Jets Nation, this tank crowd, they're all, they're all predicting victory today. What's going on, man? Hey, man, look, people – first off, I want to thank Giovanni for calling in, man, because he, you know, he definitely – spoke fire but I, I think people are buying in man I, I think they people love what they saw last week against the Dolphins and especially you know everyone keeps bringing up Blake Bortles Blake Bortles Blake Bortles they don't believe in him and so that's why I think a lot of people are thinking victory man and they're bringing it it's amazing what a win can do man winning is the ultimate uh-huh. deodorant it really is it is the ultimate deodorant and what we're going to do we're going to go to our good friend Gang Green David who I'm sure is going drink, to drinking the Jets Kool-Aid too David what's up man Tyson, Joe, how are you two tonight? See, I do. He's fired up. What's up, man? How you doing? Um, I'm doing all right. You know, coming off the heels of a great win on Sunday, and now I'm going into this Jaguars game feeling great. What is your biggest concern about the Jaguars' defense? Um, I think the biggest concern is probably the pass rush because I think right now they lead the league in sacks. And we're going up, and they're going up against an offensive line that's still trying to develop confidence. And that's yeah. actually one of my keys to the game is that protect McCown fairly well because McCown was fairly protected well against the Miami Dolphins, and he was able to get the ball out a lot quicker. And now we're going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars pass rushing group, defensive line, which actually have a lot of weapons, and they can rush hard. Because you've seen in the last three weeks, they can they can put pressure on quarterbacks very well, and honestly, this is something I'm very very concerned about because 
since they're leading the league in sacks and they've been very consistent with it, they just need to – the offensive line needs to do its job, protect McCown well, and McCown needs the time to get, get rid of the ball. Yeah, and, and I want to thank you for calling in, David. I, I think that's one of the big keys to the game as well, to protect, protect McCown, like you said. And we've talked about it. We talked about it earlier in the show, man. They have so many guys that can get after, especially with the injury to Shell, you know, on our line. you got guys going in. You're going to have to find ways to protect this guy, you know, and the offensive play calling is going to have to change to do just that. Uh, we're probably going to see, you know, a lot of guys have to be brought in to block or even, you know, ASJ, you know, having to stay in and chip guys. And that's going to be my first question to you is how important is ASJ being productive in the passing game to us being offensively successful against the Jags? Um, well, if you put – I think ASJ is a pretty decent run blocker. So with this, with this um, little heavy edge rushing, heavy little rushing group that the Jaguars have, um, I would probably mix him as a pass catcher and a blocker because, yes, Austin Safarian Jenkins made a couple of plays against the Miami Dolphins last week. But like you said, Joe, I would put ASJ as a blocker as well, put him as one of the extra guys as a blocker, and make sure McCown is protected well. Even the run game needs to be protected well because now a huge door is opening up for guys like Bilal Powell and Elijah McGuire to get more reps with Matt Forte out. So put ASJ in as a blocker and as a pass catcher, mix it up a little bit with him, and I think he could have a balanced offense there. So are you, At least what could is help. your level of confidence? What is your level of confidence with Josh McCown? Um, like I said, if Josh McCown is protected well and um, he actually utilizes his arm and his deep ball, um, I would say that he would actually have a fairly decent game. Like, shockingly, he – played well against the Miami Dolphins, and he actually played somewhat decent against the Oakland Raiders. So I hope he can keep up that level of consistency and he's protected well and uses that deep ball. And what do you think this stadium environment is going to be like? You were there last week, and it started off a little sluggish, and then as the team played well, the fans got into it. What is your take on the stadium atmosphere on Sunday? Um, I, think the, I think the Jet fan base, was actually impressed with the with the win against the Miami Dolphins, and now since it's a pretty much it's pretty much a different game, and um, I think more Jet fans are going to show up, but I don't think it's going to be like what it was like back in 2009 at Giant Stadium. But I think it's going to be a much better turnout than it was against Miami. Okay, so it sounds like you, you're you're bought into the Jets win last week. You're feeling pretty good. Are you predicting a Jets victory this Sunday? Well, um, I think both defenses are – the Jacksonville Jaguars defense, I think, is going to feast. I think the Jets defense, if they continue to put the pressure on Bordels um, like they did last week, you know, rush the safeties, I think they're going to play consistently well as well. I think it's going to be a defensive battle, and I'm predicting a Jets win at home. Hopefully the fan base on their feet with the final score of 13-10. to David, another great call, man. How's college treating you? I have midterms coming up. I'm very nervous. <laughs> You'll be fine, man. Just, just do plenty of study and just, just study and study game tape. You'll be fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks, Tyson. <laughs> have a good night, man. Enjoy the game on Sunday. No problem. You too.
All right, Joe. So we now have six callers in a row that have predicted a Jets victory. This is just what happened to the tank crowd? Where'd they go? Uh, maybe uh, first off, I want to thank David for calling in. I, I love speaking with him, but I think this tank crowd, <laughs> you know, maybe some of them just are minding their own business right now, and they're just they're just sleeping, just waiting to watch this game and, and and hope that the Jets lose. But I think again, a lot of fans have come out and and they think that the Jets have a real good chance in this game, especially seeing what they saw last week. I'm glad at least everybody's acknowledging that the Jaguars are good, and this is going to be a very close, low-scoring game. I'm glad we're seeing that at least. I'm just shocked that nobody's yeah. saying this and this is – I'm surprised. I mean, we'll see. We're going to go to Ryan. Ryan, this is Joe and Tyson. What's up, man? Hey, guys. What's up? Thanks for having me. I've been listening for a while, and yeah, I, no I problem, love the new preview show. Yeah, we're having fun, man. We're trying to break down some X's and O's and just try to figure out how the Jets are going to win this game. And So what do you think your key, what do you think your key is for this game with the Jets offense? Uh, the key is obviously to not turn the ball over. This is not like a past Jaguars team. This is a Jaguars team with a very, very good defense. Uh, I'd argue yep. that the Jaguars have the two best corners in the league right now, Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Boye. So the key to this game is we're going to have to run the ball, like I'd say, 30 to 40 times and do not turn the football over. Could you see this being a game where the Jets finally get our Darius Stewart involved? I think the slot position in the, over the middle is going to be huge with those two corners they talked about. Could you see Stewart making an impact this game? I really hope so. This is a game that really uh, suits our Darius Stewart. He's a big physical wide receiver, and, you know, th- this is a game where we're going to have to exploit the Jaguars over the middle if we have any chance because on the outside, you know, you're only going to take so many shots at Ramsey and Boy. And I want to thank you for calling in. And my first question to you is, you know, with the, when you look at the Jaguars, and, and Tyson has echoed this throughout the show, they're very well coached. Uh, you know, you look at our side of the ball coming off that Dolphins game, you know, everyone's all about it. Everyone's a team, everyone's a unit, and we're feeling it now. But before that, there was a lot of questions about Todd Bowles, you know, and his coaching ability. Are you concerned about Todd Bowles going into this football game against a coach that definitely is going to have his team ready to go against us? Uh, yeah, for sure. I'm definitely concerned. I know everyone's, you know, like you guys said, been drinking the Kool-Aid. But other than last week, Todd Bowles has been a disaster for the last two years. Uh, I'm hoping last week, you know, finally the light bulb turned on. But, you know, I, I wouldn't go so fast. We'll, we'll take it week by week and we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I hope, you know, I hope for sure that he uh, – I would love for him to keep playing the three safety, you know, with Terrence Brooks in there because, obviously, you know, the first two weeks, Darren Lee and Demario Davis, they, they can't cover any tight ends. So, when we added Brooks in there, it just – it really made the defense dynamic. dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping to see a, a lot of the same, same three safety looks as well. Um, I'm, I'm hoping to see Brooks go out there and, and give some of the same effort and have some of the same big plays that he had because I think it would be a lot better than putting Lee or Davis on, on Lewis because I think that Lewis will absolutely take advantage of that matchup. There's another matchup that I'm looking at as well, you know, with our defense, their offense. And I'm looking at Screen and Lee because Lee sometimes is placed in that slot. And if screen is out there, are you concerned about screen's ability to cover from that slot now? Because we've seen him kind of be up and down as well, especially against a receiver like Marquise Lee, a guy that definitely can take it to the house if the ball is put in his hands. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely concerned. Uh, Lee's a pretty underrated wide receiver. You know, his first couple of years he wasn't that known, but the last year he, the light bulb's really turned on. From You know, he's out of USC. Uh, Buster Screen, I hope he's not on Lee because Buster Screen, he never turns his head around. So he'll get he'll get eaten up all day. 
But, I mean, honestly, the Jets, you know, going into this game, we know that the Jaguars are going to run the football. We have to stop, We have to fill the gaps. We have to stop Leonard Fournette. And if we're going to win this game, make, make, make Blake Bortles one-dimensional. And eventually, if he keeps throwing it, he will throw a pick or two. It's it just Blake Bortles, honestly. No, I, I tend to agree with you. I, I think it's – I think both defenses have the same game plan where it's just like stop the run and just make the quarterback make a mistake. It's just going to be which quarterback chokes, which guy makes that mistake. You know, and my, I, to be honest with you, my concern is their corners as opposed to ours. I mean, Dow Roberts played really mm-hmm. well last week and Claiborne did pretty well, but the two guys they have, man, it's like, Jesus. I mean, it's, it, it's going to be a really tough matchup, I think. And I guess how big will special teams be if this game's going to be a defensive battle? Yeah, special teams are going to be big. You know, our punter, he's been pretty good so far. He has to continue. This is going to be a, a game of field position and the, the team that makes the, the the least amount of mistakes. So if Curly or whoever returned it can return it to, like, midfield or even take one to the house, you know, block a kick, I don't know. We're going to have to find a way to win this game. All right. We've talked about it a little bit. We have a streak of six calls in a row, taking the Jets to win on Sunday. Ryan, what do you think, man? Are you going to be number seven? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be number seven. You know, I, I'm feeling good. Uh, I'm actually going to the game, so I, I hope they do win. Uh, I'm going to predict a 2017 victory. You know, like I said before, I don't think the Jags are a slouch team, so it wouldn't surprise me if we lose this game. But I think the Jaguars, they're coming off a really big win, you know, in London, and I, I hope they come out flat, honestly. That, that, that would be a great, you know, thing for us. Well, and, that, and that's – well, first of all, enjoy the, game on, enjoy the game on Sunday. Have a great time. Kevin Mawai's ceremony should be awesome. And we'll give you your chance at seven in a row. This is pretty crazy, man. Have a great night, man. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Now, Joe, the one thing that nobody has mentioned yet is we're talking about the New York Jets, but nobody's talked about jet lag. Played in London last week. Usually teams get a bye week after you play in London. There's no bye week, man. So wouldn't that be an advantage for the Jets just to get them back assimilated into your practice and everything else? Yeah, that, that, that could definitely be an advantage for the Jets. Uh, you know, they're coming back uh, from that game. And like you said, there was, there's no bye week after that. Um, you know, they, they could be hurting. There could be a little jet lag. There could be a little something, you know, left over from so much travel that happened coming back. So that definitely could be something that plays on our side. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like, you know, you, you don't have to get the bye week after. Or like, at least give them a home game. I mean, they, they threw yeah. a game and an away game. I mean, that's just the – it's interesting, man. They could come out flatter than, you know, a piece of paper. But then it's like the Jets got to yeah. take advantage, though. Like, you've got you to come out with your intensity and just kind of impose your will early on and make them quit. Like, you know, we're, not, like, we're just tired. We don't even want to be here. And, and just, you know, give them the knockout punch in the first quarter where it's like, listen, set the tone right off the bat. Big hits, big plays. You know what I mean? They could probably maybe take advantage of early on. Yeah, and that's that's what we're hoping, uh, especially like you said with them coming back from London. You got to come out guns blazing. You have to score first. You have to go out there and set the tone defensively as well. You can't give up a big play early or give up a big run to Fournette early. You have to keep him under wraps. So these are all things that we're hoping that we get to jump on early because these guys, like you said, are coming back from a game overseas. Yes, sir. And now we're going to go to our good friend, Kevin. We haven't talked to him in a while, so I'm sure he's going to bring his – I'm sure he – I'm not sure if we heard the Jets cool eight or not. We had seven calls in a row predicting victory. I'm not sure if Kevin's <laughs> going to get us number eight or not, but I'm sure he's going to have some great insight. 
What's up, man? Tonight's a good night, guys. How we doing? Uh oh, he sounds serious. This is going to be a rough call. He, he's in business mode now. <laughs> Listen, I, I was—I have to admit—I was as enthusiastic as as everyone else after the game. But uh, to be perfectly honest with you, this is still the Jets, man. You know what I'm saying? I've been the Jets. Yeah. I've been a Jets fan for 30-some-odd years. So, listen, we played well. You know, I'll accept that. I'll accept that. But, you know, the fact of the matter is that that's been, that's been, the, that's been kind of the Jets theme for how many, how many years right now. So, you know, I guess it kind of fits. Listen, we, this, these are my, my keys for the game, okay? And, and, and if these things, you know, come to pass, then I, I think we'll be successful. Um, if the defense comes out and plays a similar game to what it is that they played against Miami, then, you know, quite possibly we'll win. If if we can actually incorporate, you know, Bilal Powell and uh, uh, Elijah McGuire into, you know, the game early and often, I think that that bodes well for us, and I think that we'll win the game. Um, if Todd Bowles a, it remains to be on an upward climb as far as his, his ability to game plan and, and, and the set, you know the kind of the, the kind of tone that we need in the locker room before they come out uh, for the game. Then you know, quite possibly, we'll have an opportunity to win. The Jaguars is not a slouch team. I think I heard a couple of callers say it already. You know, it's not going to be an easy task, but it is something that's well, well within in reach for us. I'm just afraid that we're going to alligator arm it. You know, when it comes to the reach, because that's yeah. been you know, un- the, unfortunately, that's been kind of the the, the 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 trend that we've actually put forth. So. Listen, I, this is this is a turning point game for me in particular, as far as the season is concerned. I, I come into it with the expectation that we're supposed to see, you know, improvement incrementally over the course of the season. We wanted to see the young guys play. We wanted to see them get more reps and all of that. And I think I heard Todd Bowles say, "Yeah, we're going to work them in, you know, as the season goes on." But, um, you know, we're still kind of, I think maybe teetering on that. You know, we can still win these games right now with the veterans and again, kind of pushing to the rear the fact that, you know, some of the guys that we really are needing to see play and needing to see improvement from, they're still only going to get a partial season's worth of, of run because the veterans that they brought in, you know, right before the season started are now taking the lion's share of what it is that we have. So, you know, it's 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 a possibility that we, we play well enough to, to actually beat them. But the possibility is that, you know, we're going to revert back to what it is that we saw earlier in the season. And uh, if that's the case, then, you know, this next week is going to be difficult for, for everyone involved. And I, I want to thank you for calling in Kev, man. You know, I absolutely love talking uh, football with you just in general, you know, let alone talking about this football team, but you know, one of your keys, you know, I, I was wondering if this was one of your keys. When you look at this offensive line with Shell being out, you look at their pass rushers that ha- they have up front are you concerned that we won't be able to get these guys blocked and they'll just be all over McCown all day and all night in his face and hitting them and banging them around? Yeah, actually, uh, the offensive line is, and, and that's another reason why I think I, I made mention of, of the running game in particular, because mm-hmm. um, if, if the run game is effective, that means that, you know, we'll have some ability maybe to capitalize on some play action later on in the game and, and maybe kind of pull back some of that rush that, that I'm, I'm guaranteeing that we're going to see. Um, it's it's difficult because Shell's injury is is really coming at at what is an inopportune time. We really saw, you know, some 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 pretty solid offensive line plays this past week, and I think that that was was a difference maker, and I think it will be a difference maker for this team going forward. Um, if Shell can come back healthy, or or if we can actually see some, you know, like a, a Quali and uh, 
and uh, I'm not sure if they're going to actually put Arjelan in that spot at this point. Um, but if we can actually see at least some continuity uh, within those those couple of players, then I think that we'll be okay. And then when Shell comes back, I think we, we kind of build on what it is that we've already seen. But at this point, it's too difficult to say, you know, if, if, if the coaching staff is going to actually, you know, uh, stick with the guys who have been playing well or, you know, they're going to start doing something different and we're going to see – you know, with these different lineups and configurations. And, you know, I would expect to see probably some more six- and seven-man offensive line fronts, you know, tight ends included. Yeah. I, I would expect to see that. So it's going to be hard, man. And, and, I mean, anybody that says they know what's going on, I think they're being disingenuous. I'm just really nervous right now because we did have that, that modicum of success. We did have, you know, those things that we're looking at and saying, this is, gonna, this is good, you know, we're, we're starting to, to kind of get there. I'm just again, yeah. again to my my alligator arm kind of you know uh, you know take I, I don't know I, that, I'm kind of expecting something like that to happen unfortunately. Yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. And the, the worries are definitely there. We're only co- really coming off of one game where we said, "Hey, we played extremely well this season." The two games yeah. prior, it was awful. It was hard. <laughs> I, I look, I look uh, to, to that point. We, we 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 we're, we're excited. We do want to see continued yeah. improvement. But continued improvement doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to win the game. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. I'm, 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 I'm again, I'm, I'm just more interested in the improvement. The wins and losses are one thing. Yeah, it's great to win, but it's also great to see that you know Jamal Adams is playing well, Marcus May is playing well, some of the young guys are playing well. Our Darius Stewart is going to be, you know, going to be used more. Bilal Powell and, and Elijah are going to get used more and have, uh, you know, have their their confidence grown. We'll see some Chad Stewart, uh, some, excuse me, some Chad Hanson, pardon me, and uh, you know. Quite possibly, you know, Jalen Marshall is going to be coming back within the next couple of weeks. You know, maybe we'll actually see him, you know, uh, you know, step up and, and, and make some moves also. So, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. a little bit more I'm, – I'm trying not to lose focus on the progress and, and not get lost in the, uh, in the wins and losses right now. Yeah, and I hear you right there. I mean, Jalen Marshall, uh, we'll see what that guy gives us. He's been so up and down since he's gotten here. But like you said, and, and I've said this as well, we're all looking forward to just seeing improvement and progress and seeing these young players grow and mature. That's, that's what I think this year is about the most, you know, seeing where these guys can go, you know, who works for us and who doesn't work for us so that we can move forward, use the draft of free agency and make this team better and have long-term success uh, with the guys that we pick up moving forward. But a guy that we already have here, man, ASJ, is a guy that I think is going to have to play a big key in this game, a big role in this game for us to be successful and possibly even have a chance to win this football game because I think he's going to have a lot of favorable matchups. Do you think the exact same thing? Did you scare him away, Joe? Yeah. I, yeah, I guess he's gone. I guess he said, you know what? <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, look, I, I, I have he, no time he, for your answers. <laughs> Yeah, he, he said he was nervous. You know, he said he was worried about it. Maybe he said, you know, I, I'm just going to go go ahead and lay down, take, take, take a night off and get some sleep and, and wait for this game, you know. So, all right. Well, you know what, you know what it was, I, I, know, I, know, I know what it was. Is he didn't want to be the, the eighth call in a row to predict the Jets' victory, so he's probably going to predict a loss <laughs> and didn't want to say, but he's, we have him back on the we have him back, we have him back on the line now. So, oh. are you are – you, We'll make it funny a little bit, man. What are your thoughts on yeah. ASJ having a big game? Um, I'm still not. I'm still not sure if I'm ready to say that. I, I think it's going to be bigger. His role will increase. Big game. I don't know. Rel- that, that's relative for for this offense right now. I mean, I'm not. I'm not thinking. You know, nine to ten catches, hundred yards. I'm not really quite there just yet. But 
you know, listen, if Austin Severin Jenkins had, had 60 yards, a, a couple of first downs, and, and even a touchdown, you know, being a red zone target, I think that's a that's a pretty big game for him. That's a pretty big game for what we were expecting out of this offense. So, big game. I don't know. It's relative, you know, to numbers. I, I think uh, his his prominence within the offense is going to be important. We'll, we'll we'll just see how much they use him. Okay. So, game on the line. Do you have confidence in Josh McCown? Never had confidence in Josh McCown. Um, but but I will say this: he he has been playing he has been playing well. Okay, and, I, and that's, that's something I that's something I haven't been able to take away from him this season. He has been playing well within what it is that they're asking him to do. So, um, do, do I expect him to put the team on his shoulders and win a game? No. Do I expect him to have 300 yards and you know, you know, ridiculous, uh, you know, clutch passes? No. Um, do I expect him to function, you know, decent? Yeah, I, I do. And uh, listen again, we're we're not at a point where we should be you know, having these lofty expectations. I'm, I, I'm just not there yet. I do expect to see us improve, but expecting to see us improve and expecting us to win the game is, is something completely different. So um, I'm, I, right, I'm, Kevin, I'm trying here. again. I'm, I'm, trying to be, I'm trying to be confident, but I'm, I'm not sure if I'm there yet. Here is the million-dollar question. Will you be the eighth call in a row to predict the Jets' victory on Sunday? Yes. Oh, in a, I can't in believe a, in, this, in, is, in, this in, is in a squeaker, in a squeaker, in a squeaker. Listen, listen. I I, I said we were going to win last week. I I, I listen. I, I I said that we were going to win last week. I just thought that Miami was going to be more, uh, more uh, competent, and they, and they weren't. But uh, you know, I think coming back from coming back from overseas, and I think uh, you know the fact that we are an improving team. I think if our defense does show up, we'll win. But uh, you know, again, we'll, we'll we'll score twenty points. We'll score maybe twenty four points. Um, if defense shows up, I think we'll, we'll get back to seeing the old Blake Bortles, and it'll be 14. So 24-14 Jets is, is, is what I'm is what I'm hoping. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. Yeah, I, can't I, I actually was this. thinking that I, I, was, I was thinking I was going to predict it. I was predicting that they were going to lose. I've been saying that all week. But the more I think about it, the more I'm just hoping that the – you know, I, I sat Jay Ajayi last week in my fantasy. And, uh, you know, it worked. <laughs> yep, so did I. <laughs> And and it, and it works, so I'm 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 gonna play the hot hand. Because <laughs> the good stuff is always like, get out your information. All right, uh, ask Body Blackman. You guys already know the routine. Uh, Jets Hub Radio. We got a couple things going on, uh, not for the rest of this week, and then coming into next, there'll be a couple of shows. Follow me um, at Spotty Blackman. It's pretty simple. Uh, follow my guy at Robbie Jersey. Uh, Robbie's Robbie's really putting in a lot of work, man. We, we we've been uh, doing some combination shows with uh, CJ Simone and, and and the Jet Factor. So uh, yeah, check us out, man. Follow us on Facebook. Got a Facebook Jet Hub uh, also on Facebook as well. Um, we're on iTunes, Groovin' Truth. We're we're, we're kind of expanding a little bit. So um, it's really fun, you know. Spirited discussions. You know, we're all fans, and uh, sometimes it gets a, it gets pretty heated. But uh, real talk, it's all football. It's all Jets. It's all love. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate oh, it. Good stuff, man. Good talking to you. You know, and the one thing I definitely want to say is uh, thank you to Robbie Jersey as well, because Joe, he always he does he promote, he does a lot of shows first of all, but he always promotes us mm-hmm. and promotes articles and everything. So I definitely want to make sure we thank Robbie because he does he does a lot for us, man. Every time I turn around, he's promoting some of our stuff. So it's it's pretty cool. 
Yeah. First off, I want to shout out Kevin calling in. You know, I love speaking with him. But Robbie Jersey, man, that's my guy. You know, I, I fly to Jersey. You know, I'll be at the Jags game yet again, and I, I'm definitely going to be arguing with him before the game. I love talking football with him, but I want to shout him out too. Like you said, he promotes a lot of things he do, and he's got a great podcast over there for Jetta. Yeah, no doubt. So, you know, it's one thing we kind of started talking about a little bit was, you know, they played in London, they came back, and now they're coming up to the Meadowlands. You figure, or MetLife, Dude, they probably only had, what, one day of practice and, and maybe a walkthrough? You figure they get back, what, late Monday, take take Tuesday off, Wednesday is a, a day of practice, Thursday is a – I mean, how much practice time could they even get this week? Yeah, I'm thinking maybe they had maybe, you know, maybe a day of practice and maybe a walkthrough like you said, or, you know, and they might do something, you know, Friday leading up to the game. Maybe, maybe they do something Saturday too, I don't know. Um, but I think they'll be prepared, man. I really do. I, I, I'm not going to sleep on the Jags. I, I think that what we'll have is maybe there'll be more of a, a physical issue with them coming back. I think they're going to be a little bit tired. I really do. Um, but I think they'll be well coached. So we'll see how that works out. But I think them being tired is something that we can definitely take advantage of early. Yeah, it's interesting, man. I, I just I thought for sure Kevin be the one that was going to predict the loss, and even he's predicting the victory. <laughs> I can't believe it. Eight callers, dude. We, I don't think we ever had a show with eight callers in a row picking victories, have we? Hey, man. <laughs> I can't. Not not a recent one that I can remember. But I'm telling you, man, people are fired up, you know, after that Dolphins game. And just like Kevin said, uh, everyone said, Blake Bortles, no one trusts this guy. So, hey, you, 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 I feel people are going with the Jets just based off of that. All right, we'll go to the next caller. Hi, dude. I'm almost scared to get my game prediction now. Geez, I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the evil empire, I think. But <laughs> what's up, CJ? It's Joe Tice. How you doing, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on tonight. Are you gonna be number nine in a row? Are you gonna be are you gonna be continue the trend? <laughs> well, uh, actually, yeah. Believe it or not, I uh, put a prediction on the latest uh, Jet Factor podcast that I put out with uh, with uh, the. Jets Jags preview and I predicted Jets fourteen ten and you know you kind of uh, stole a little bit of my thunder there because that was something that I want to bring up. Nobody brought up the jet lag. You know, think of it this way. All right, Jacksonville just got just got off beating up on the Baltimore Ravens. Now, when you take a look at that forty four to seven score, you at first you say, wait a minute, what? I mean, because we're so used to thinking of the Jaguars as one of these teams that just constantly have hiccups where they'll have one great game, they'll have two really crappy games, then they'll have a decent game, then they'll have another three crappy games, then they seem Mm -hmm. to put it together, Bortles seems to find his rhythm, and then before you know it, the season's over, but it doesn't matter. You know, but here's the thing. When you take, again, getting back to that 44-7 score, you take a look at that, it's like, how much, was, how much of that was the actual Jaguars just unloading on the Baltimore Ravens, or did the Ravens just forget to show up for the game? Now, they got to fly back overseas, probably had to take a charter, ended up back in Jacksonville, maybe, like you said, had one day of practice, then having to shoot back up the East Coast to play a 1 o'clock game in MetLife. That's a lot of miles. You're asking a football player to to play two full 60-minute football games in less than a week and then having to travel almost, if, if I had to guess, almost 2,000 miles, 2,000-plus 2, miles, give or take. 
All right, that's that's a that's a lot of distance. That's a lot of time. Uh, time change, jet lag, definitely going to be a factor. So I think the Jets can definitely take advantage of them. And Blake Bortles, believe it or not, mirror image of Jay Cutler. You smack him around a few times, he's going to start seeing ghosts. He's going to start overthrowing receivers, underthrowing receivers, making bad decisions with the football, regardless of how many weapons are around him. If you can contain the running game and the Jets can continue their dominance of time of possession, this was the one key that I mentioned on my show, that the Jets need to have long, fulfilling, sustained drives. The longer they keep the Jaguars' defense on the field, the more it's going to work in the Jets' favor. Because I really think are you that... Worried, are, but are you worried about Brandon Shell not playing? It worries me a little bit, but th- this is where you, you have to say, okay, next man in. This is where your rotation, your, your rotation guys on your depth chart now have to step in, and they've, they've got to produce. And, you know, you're, you're on the roster for a reason. You're not on the roster just to take up space. You're on the roster for a reason, and it's time. When your number is called, you've got to go up there and you've got to shell out. Because if not, Monday morning, your ass is going to be on the waiver wire. That's the way it is. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, CJ, CJ, I want to thank you for calling in, man. Are you concerned about Todd Bowles possibly reverting to his old ways and making mistakes during this game against a, a, a team that may be tired because they're coming back from overseas, but they're fairly well coached, at least with Marone at the helm. Well, I have to say one thing, Joe, that is the $64,000 question, because <laughs> Todd Bowles got the game ball for me last week, at least, for just completely and utterly out-coaching Adam Gase. Yeah. It, th- th- there were times when I was watching the game, and they were panning in on Adam Gase, and you just to see his eyes just completely roll to the back of his head like he just could not believe that there was nothing that Miami could do to get any sort of offensive sustainability against our Jet defense. And if this is what our Jet defense is going to look like right now, playing on all cylinders, woof, let me tell you. They played probably the most perfect game that you could ask them to play with the personnel that's there. Now, sure, we could nitpick about a couple of different things, but really it's, it's, it's not worth it. It was nice to see this young group play with high energy, get a win, work very hard to earn that win. So now the question is, can you build off of it? Can you be disciplined enough to say, Okay, last week was last week. We have to think about this week. And if we think that Miami was supposed to be tough, Jacksonville is going to be even worse. And, you know, again, this is not an opponent that the Jets can take lightly. They need to come out. They need to get on top early. They need to get on top often. They win that coin toss, receive. Don't worry about the second half. Let the second half worry about itself. And another thing, too, is that, I want to, again, see if Todd Bowles, which he did a very good job last week against Miami, made those second-half adjustments where the Jets got even more aggressive in the second half and made Jay Cutler's life completely miserable. So, again, it's going to come down to my, my three keys. Number one, time management. If, as long as the Jets' offense is on the field, they can stay on the field as long as they can, and they can convert those trips into points. You know, go for those sevens. Settle for threes only if you have to. But as long as you can play out from in front and dictate the pace of the game, 
I think that this is, this is a game that the Jets should win, regardless. Yeah. Now, what's number your, two. What's your score? Go what, ahead. Go ahead. This is interesting. All right, number two is it, it. <laughs> So, uh, number two is, is again, you, you have to contain the running game. You know, Chris Ivory, you got Leonard Fournette. They're very dangerous. You know, the, the Jets, the, the first two weeks of, of the season – couldn't stop a beach ball, okay? So last week they were successful in being able to stop Jay Ajayi. Now, again, was the defensive performance last week just an aberration, an anomaly, or is it something that they can build off on? That's another $64,000 question. So we'll see. I, I think they can. I think that this team has the potential to grow. I think we're, we're all getting what we've, been, what we've been craving, which is that young, hungry team that's going to go out and play their asses off, and regardless of the result, you know, if, if they play like they did last week, even though it resulted in a win, if they play like like that and it results in a loss, yeah, it'll be disheartening. It'll kind of feel it, it kind of leave a little bit of a sour taste in your mouth. But at least you can be proud of your guys that they took the field. Now, number three, this is why Todd Bowles can't become the zombie. They got to keep the zombie juice away from him. Okay, give him a few lines of coke, whatever they got to do, shoot him up with heroin, whatever they got to do. He needs to make sure that he's he's mainlined and he is dialed in. Like that, that he could he, when he's staring at something that he could burn a hole through it. Okay, because last week was probably the best game that I have ever seen Todd Bowles coach as the head coach of this New York Jets football team, hands yeah. down. A- and the thing is, is that this is all again, it's a learning experience, it's a teaching experience. The only way that they could go is up. Now, if they just completely show up and it's the New York Zombie Bowl again then, you know, we're going to be back to the status quo where the tank crowd's going to come out of the woodwork. They're going to go, see, I told you so. Uh, last week was a joke, blah, blah, blah. Miami wasn't prepared. So you know the tank crowd's, like, sitting on that little trump card. But I don't know. I think, the, I think these Jets are going to come out. They're, they're going to want to dish out some more home cooking. They got something to prove. They want to show the fans that, hey, you know what, everybody else could say that we're tanking, but we're not tanking. So, and you know what? I mean, anything that keeps the New York Giants on the front page of the New York Post and the Daily News as the biggest, uh, as the big Apple Circus, that works for me too. So, so what's your what's your uh, score prediction, CJ? It's going to be fourteen ten Jets. I think that this is going to be. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's it's it, it's going to be a tough it's going to be a tough grinded out game. Um. It, you know, again, it's gonna it's gonna come down. Can the defense make Blake Bortles see ghosts, just like they did to Jay Cutler? If they can do that, and you know, Muhammad Wilkerson and Leonard Williams don't end up on the side of a milk carton by the end of this game, okay, along with other people, then I, I think that we have the potential to uh, to to really build on something before we start getting into the meat and potatoes of this uh, this NFL schedule this year. CJ, good stuff as always, man. I can't believe everybody's bought in, so good stuff as always, man. Thanks for calling in. Hey, thanks, guys. Dude, I can't this – is, this has to be the first show, Joe. This has to be the first one that every caller calling in is picking a victory. It's got to be the first one. Yeah, it's got to be, man. I, like I said, I think a lot of fans – have bought in, man, with what they've seen. But I, I think they're also looking at the situation and saying, yeah, Jacksonville's tough in some spots, 
But if we can slow Fournette down or if we can keep these pass rushers off of account, we got a shot. I think a lot of believing, man, it, it, it might be the Kool-Aid. Maybe it's maybe the Kool-Aid spike. Who knows? But people are drinking it, and they're feeling good. All right, Joe. Everybody else is giving their predictions. Everybody else has broken it down. What are your thoughts? What is your prediction? Oh, man, my thoughts is I'm looking at the situation, and I'm saying to myself, like a lot of other callers have said, Leonard Fournette is a beast. We've got to stop him. If we don't find a way to corral him, if we allow him to get big running plays, if we allow him to set the tone offensively for the Jags, we're going to be in some trouble. Um, I think we can slow him down. I don't think we'll shut him down, but I think we'll slow him down. And I think we can even possibly keep him out of the end zone. And then where I think it falls back on is Blake Bortles. And let me tell you, I do not trust Blake Bortles. That dude is volatile. He's a 50-50 at best. And anytime you bet on Bortles, you can expect some some trouble. Now, where I do think we'll run into some issues is trying to stop their defense from just ripping McCown's head off. We have got to find a way to stop that. I understand putting Lawrence Thomas back there will be, you know, probably good in the in the in the running game. I don't know about pass blocking because that's that's really like a, a skill you have to have. Um, you know, I I, I want to see how Morton calls that. But if they can keep McCown upright, you know, and he, you know, is dinking and dunking, and if we can just open up the running game just a bit to where we're, you know, we're, we're trying it, even if it's not super successful, we're just still going to it just to keep them honest, I think it'll be an ugly game, man. And I think we can make it a really ugly game. I think that's the type of game we have to make it. It has to be but ugly, okay? We have to absolutely muddy it up where it's just nasty early, where we're putting Blake all over the place, where he's uncomfortable, he's on his back, turnovers. You know, we're trying to score because their defense is so tough. And I think if we make the game er ugly early and keep that all the way through, I think in the fourth quarter we can pull away. I'm predicting 17-10 Jets win. Wow, you did too. Wow, yeah. wow. <laughs> yes. And I, and I, I hold on, and I'm also taking into account as well. I'm also taking into account as well the the fact that they just played overseas. I think that's going to also hit them as well. I think they're going to be a tired team. I do. I think they'll be well coached. I think they'll come out to play, but I just don't think that they'll necessarily have it physically. I don't think they'll have it 100%, and I think that's going to factor into 17-10 Jets. Well, you know what, dude? You know, it's – I pretty much shared all the same thoughts you have. My, my biggest concern in this game is protecting McCown. I think the Jets are going to do okay against the Jaguars' offense. I really do. I think they're going to find a way to not completely shut down the running game but do enough to stop it. I think the passing game, they'll find ways to – I mean, you still play Bortles. I don't care what anybody mm-hmm. talks about. At the end of the day, you still play Bortles, and you can't discount the jet lag. You can't discount the lack of playing time. It's a road game. Like, I mean, there's a lot of things. That would, the key is start fast, start furious, and don't look back. Come out physical, come out passionate, and just impose your will early on. And they'll quit they're not going to want to be there. They're tired. They're probably pissed off they're on a away game. There's, there's so many factors, and I think that's what you've got to take advantage of. If you don't take advantage of it and you sleepwalk along with them, then you walk in the tightrope, and I think they'll lose the game. Because then it's like, you know what? They'll think, listen, these guys don't want to win either. Like, these guys are, you know, like, got to take advantage of being at home. You got to take advantage of being rested. Um, either they, could, they could suffer a letdown just from the big win. That could apply to both teams, though. 
It's interesting, man. Yeah. This is this, I think this game is going to be razor close. I think it's going to be the fourth quarter. We're going to be pulling our hair out and be like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? You know, who makes the biggest play? Who does what? And, um, man, it's – I hate to do this, but I'm taking the Jets too. I, I just think that oh. this team, I, I, this team I think, is, is believing in themselves a little bit, playing at home helps, yeah. jet lag helps. I have I have more faith to be honest with you. I have more faith in McCown than I do Bortles. I think McCown's a veteran. Yeah. He's been playing well, but I think that they'll put him in positions where he's not going to be forced to make mistakes. Um, and I think Bortles will get rattled and he will throw some balls he shouldn't, and that that'll be a difference. And I'm going to say 17-14 Jets, but I think this is going to be an ugly Ooh. game that we're going to be like, oh my god, what the hell's going on? But you know, I, it's it's going to be close, man. I, I'm taking them too. I just. Yeah, you know it's good to be interesting. I'm like I'm not going to say I have confidence. I could very easily say 17-14 Jaguars, but uh, yeah, it's be interesting, man. This is this is this is going to be a fun game to watch. I think this is going to be a really hard fought game. It, it is. It's going to be a really hard fought game, and I also think that special teams is going to play into it because of the field position game. So Lackland Edwards got to get it together. Um, I know we talked about his inconsistencies in the past, but I think the kid holds up and gives us some solid punts. It does not shank win this game. Uh, that, that, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know why I think that, but I think that he's going to give us some solid punts, and he will not shank a punt this game. Oof, we, are, we are just throwing some blazing hot takes here. Out. All right, Joe, we've Ugh. broken it all down. We, we've shared our predictions. We want to send, send a shout-out to Primetime, who apparently is very, very sick, like very sick. So we want to make yeah. sure that uh, he gets feels better because there's nothing worse than being sick in this time of year. And, Joe, this is now – Mr. Joe coming to MetLife Stadium. This is now your time to shine. Yes, absolutely. Listen, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote our Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook. Search Let's Talk Jets Radio. Like that page. Our content's up there as well. Go ahead and give it a listen. All right, message us. We'll message you right back. We love going back and forth with people about this football team. Also, leave us some feedback. We love hearing about what you folks think we do here on Let's Talk Jets. I'm also on Twitter as well at youngj 0 Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. Do you want to troll me? No problem. I'll troll you right back. I'm going to troll Liz under the bridge. I'm also on YouTube as well at YoungJ00. That's two zeros on YouTube, three on Twitter. I do weekly videos about the NFL. I talk exclusively about the Jets as well during my weekly pick em. Uh So go ahead and subscribe to my comment. Message me on there. I'll message you right back. We can go back and forth about this football team. And as always, guys, when you see me in person, it show is me on the money! Show me the money! <laughs> just lies you guys will see okay i'm at the jags game all right i will be there anyone when you see me in person it's arms out chest open free hugs for everyone it will cost you nothing i promise you will not have to spend a dime out of your pocket i want to thank everybody for listening you guys are the absolute best without you folks we are absolutely nothing thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to us i'm telling you you guys are the absolute best and again i will be at the jags game i will be at the tailgate Come down to the game. Come down to the tailgate and talk to me, people. I love talking Jets football with all the other fans like myself. Well said, man. Listen, we appreciate all the callers and new listeners for this Friday show. It's something that we kind of just launched and had no idea what to expect. So we appreciate everybody calling in and sharing their great takes on the game. It's been a lot of fun. So enjoy the game on Sunday. Like Joe said, we'll be at the game on Sunday, fun tailgate, and there could be some surprises inside the stadium that I've been aware of, too. That could be a really cool surprise. So 
stay tuned for that. And uh, that's it. Enjoy the game. We'll talk to you guys on Tuesday, and hopefully it's about a Jets win. Mm-hmm.